What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You're in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly. The notorious one, new, 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 new a.k.a. Mr. Cochellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Shadamas. And you are in the Desert Storm bunker with none other than the Black Moses. The undebatable and the whole effing show, better known as EWF, that is every woman's fantasy, and CGAC God Allah, and the eight-time demonetized champion, of YouTube, amongst other things I'm well known for. I'm known as providing the best edutainment here on YouTube. New, new, and new, it new, is new Wednesday. Order. It is Wednesday, and this is better known as portions of the show will be contributing to the Blue Chip Mindset series, which I started the Blue Chip Mindset in, I think it was April of 2021. And you can see a list here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel of all of the Blue Chip Lifestyle uh, Mindset streams that I started in April of 2021. I believe it was April of 2021, but it certainly was in 2021. And we've been going strong here for now two years. And like anything, some of the things that I make as as far as uh, being generous in this, in this manosphere, in this world of YouTube, people try to imitate it, and people have been copying the blue chip mindset. People have been copying certain other things, but they definitely have been copying that, trying to take it of their own, but it is something that I created came out of my mindset and it is part of my intellectual property, April, 2021. Now check this out. The reason why we do these shows is to keep your mind on your money and your money on your mind to put things in proper perspective and get your priorities straight. This is what we do here. We prevent compound industry in injuries and compound turnovers. And we also put you on the right mindset on how to not get distracted by the bread and circus and the booties and the titties. That's what we get you here going here because we want you to be real men. Real men do this and real men do that. But we want you to be real men in here. And we want you to follow a lot of the things that I talk about here. Now, let me just tell you, the blue chip mindset is not a kumbaya. We don't practice the... um. We don't practice the um, victimhood mentality. We don't look to put blame on anyone. We accept full accountability for our past decisions and our past indiscretions and our mistakes. And we look to push forward. No, nope, we don't need any therapy. We don't need to unpack anything. We need to push forward. And I do give you a little bit of a reality pill over here because this is the after pill. What I might say to you and how I might say to you, uh, how I might say it, you might disagree, but I don't give a fuck. All right, that's how I run my show. You might disagree, and it don't mean shit to me because at the end of the day, money talks and bullshit walks. All right, that's how it works here. And if you are offended by what you perceive going to be happening today, all right, do not watch this show, all right, but like the video or dislike it on the way out. This is where we get real, and it's going to get real in here, and it's real in the field. But anyway, do me a favor before we get in here. We, we. Gotta like the video. We got 678,000 people in here watching. So we need 200,000. We only got 200,000 people that have liked the um, like this uh, particular stream. So do me a favor. Come in here, like the video so we don't have to stop the show and sing another sad love song. It's very simple. 720 people, only 283 likes. Let's get those likes up right away because more people want to hear this information. Now, 
We're going to put the blame square on everybody here in America for the fact that the American dream has died. It's dead. It's dead. And I'm going to prove it to you right now. Ninja ain't no hope for y'all ninjas right now. Now, there's hope for a small minority of people in here that's going to get up and get out and get something. But if you out here trying to play the victim, ain't no hope for you, ninja. Take your proper position as a servitude or a slave. That's where you are. And that's where the American dream is, if you will. Listen. New, 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 new world order. We're not going, we're not going the way you want it to go because we tried it your way. And there, here where we here's where we lie. What we're gonna do is we're gonna get you in the blue chip mindset. All right. If you don't want to get into it, ninja, get left behind. I don't give a shit. <laughs> all right, I don't care. All right, but that's what it is. You guys gonna realize that nobody cares about you. But you got to care for yourself more than anybody else can possibly do it. So that's why this is a blue chip mindset. Nobody cares about you. And there's I'm going to show you some videos of people saying, mm, how are we supposed to live? Nobody cares about you. Like who thought? Who thought? <laughs> you thought. He says the system got him. Shout out to uh, uh, Corey Holcomb. Man, nobody cares about you. When, when did you think? How did you think? Ninja? <laughs> Y'all in here, y'all in here going to get that wake up call. I'm sorry. I have to give it to you. And yes, man, I'm a black man. I've been down and out living in my car. And I realized, man, ain't nobody care about me, fam. Mm. Now, when I tell you that, if you went to go cry in your soup, if you went over there to go punch the window or the wall, all right, if you went to go skeet, skeet, skeet down your balls, if you're mad that I just told you nobody cares about you and you don't believe me, well, I'm sorry. But that's how it is, and you can ask Giz. See, here it is. here's how it really works. The only people who care about you are the only people who are like you. That's it. All right? That's it, and that's how it works. But listen, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think. Hey, man, here's what we're going to do, man. We're going to give you that reality pill. We're going to give you the reality pill. But do, do me a favor. Like the video. Like the video. I appreciate you liking the video. All right? And I really care for you. CGA cares if nobody else cares. All right? All right, CGA cares if nobody else cares. And if I didn't care, why would I be here? <laughs> uh, what are we doing here to contribute to today's show? Dollar sign the notorious CGA on a cash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the notorious CGA new, new, channel. New, new, new world order. All right. Um, let's get to the day's contributors to the day show. All right. They already active in there. Martin says, shout out to Albert Wesker for being consistent. He's in here and Albert Wesker is a sponsor this month. I'm rich, bitch. He says, shout out to Martin and all of the free agents. He says, only American dream I believe in is Dusty Rhodes. All right. And he's a common man. Shout out to the American dream. Dusty Rose, Jeff, the producer says, coach, salute. Appreciate you, brothers. Marriage causes a war, says, coach, what do you think of hopeless gumps like Will Smith and Prince Harry or the formerly artist, no, formerly known as Prince Harry? He says, when will they realize they are married to the devil and run? Well, I, here's the thing. They're stuck. All right, they're stuck. Um, just like anything, uh, if you learn anything about Jeffrey Epstein or anything like that, like, you know, he's the prototype of um, now that I know your secrets, I own you. Essentially, the wives of these men know their secrets, so they own them. And this is what happens when you pillow talk and you share information and so forth and so on. So these women own these men 
And that's what it is. All right. Are, are they hopeless gumps? Will is a hopeless gump. He's a gump. But, um, you know, he's trying to live the American dream as far as um, uh, preserving his family. However, we already know. I don't even want to report on the debaucherous. Th- I actually already have. But, you know, the mother's giving the kids psychedelic drugs. and I mean, it's a, dr- it's a damn travesty. So, yeah. MC Hamster says, I'm a good man, coach. I give 50% of what I make to charity. And then when she's not working, I give it to destiny. Shout out to you for investing in your local junior college. All right. We do believe in philanthropy here. Philanthropy is a big mission. And unlike a lot of you ninjas that take girls to Wendy four for fours and you think you don't pay, we support our local junior college because a good, pretty young thing, a good PYT is a terrible thing to waste. So we are in the spirit of philanthropy and we do help the Union Rescue Mission, the Soup Kitchens, and our local junior college. Yes, we do. All right, not 50%, but we do give back. All right, to get a little head. I mean, to get ahead, to get ahead. To get a little head or to get hit. Yeah, no, to get ahead. We do give back to give ahead, yes. All right, Q-Time says, showing support, keep providing excellent content. Thank you, sir. King of Country says, shout out to the king and the goat. Much love. All right. Ricky Webster says, I love my coach and also my mizzle freaking coach gang. French toast props do a yo in the building. Hey, yo, chill, sir. Hey, yo. MJ, hey, CGA, been thinking where whether to buy a house or have and have a humor. Been thinking of whether to buy a house and having a huge mortgage or use my 50,000 pounds to buy some land and eventually live off the grid. I'm 45. Thank you. Uh, the, the timing is interesting. You know, I've been not a big fan of buying homes in this time. You got $50,000, Ninja. I mean, you're going to, I mean, you got 50,000 pounds. You're going to put that down on down payment. Are you going to be able to maintain and build equity on that? That's the big question. Can you build equity? Are, are home prices in your area going to go up? You know, you're going to take a 30 year mortgage. You're going to pay is your, you, I mean, you're looking at 30 year mortgage. I'm, I'm assuming I don't know where you live in the United Kingdom. 50K, <laughs> that's going to get ate up pretty quick. I mean, it ain't me, though. It ain't my money. It ain't my money. <laughs> All right. I, I'm thinking to try to uh, improve my cash position in this time. My cash, man. You, you got you to gotta, you gotta tighten down on cash at this point. I know people say cash is trash, but uh, these markets are shitty right now. <laughs> I mean, these markets are not very good. The housing market is not very good. The the investment money markets aren't very good right now. And as you know, the guy who um, who shorted the market during the housing crisis, he's now doubled down on his position, one point six billion dollars to short on shorting the uh, Wall Street right now. I mean, listen, he's been wrong a lot. He was right one big time. I mean, are we looking at an impending market crash? If that happens. I mean, we haven't hit, you know, it's going to be interesting, man. He says cash isn't trash right now. Cash king, man. I'm trying to improve my cash position, meaning that I need cash on deck. I need cash on deck. I mean, I'm not going to throw it away. Ninjas need money to burn. All right, here we go right here. All right, anyway, don't throw your money away. Just think about it right now. Just just, just think. I, 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 here's, here's my thought. You're not going to lose much equity at this point and that is one of the reasons you want to be a homeowner 
depending on where you are. It's all dependent on location. But are you going to miss out on significant equity gains right now by buying a house? I mean, by not buying a house, you don't buy the house. Are you going to miss out on massive equity right now? Like the housing market is all of a sudden the houses are going to go up $200,000 and that 50000 you know what I mean? You actually, you, are you missing out on equity right now? The answer is probably not. So I'm a hole. I'm a hole right now. Know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done. All right, man. Man, man, man. Be liquid, man. You got to be liquid tonight right now. Build your cash position. That's what I, that's my, I'm not telling you what to do. This is not financial advice. I'm just saying. All right. So uh, people are like, you said the housing market was going to crash years ago. All right, I didn't say that. All right. Anyway. All right. Equity is what you're looking for. If you're not gaining significant equity, I would hold. This is not financial advice. Mr. Albert says, I don't need the blue chip mindset. I'm waiting on my reparations check. <laughs> All right. Shout out to you. Let me get two more over here, says J Flo says Gen X was told the American dream was school spouse, two badass kids, a house and a white picket fence. He says, let's bury that ish coach gang in the building funeral for the American dream. And I'm glad you said that, J Flo, because I'm going to give you the definition of the American dream, because I know a lot of people are going to be like, the American dream is not dead. It's possible. All right. We're going to hear that in a minute. Derek Eaton says, it's true, coach. No one gives a F about men. Focus on yourself and on the grind. And I'm just going to tell you, appreciate the grind. Like, love it. Because there's no other choice, Ninja. Like, you ain't getting up out of here without no grind. <laughs> All right, C-Dub says, shout out to the Mastodon Mafia. I love it for life. Mastodon Mafia for life. All right, shout out to the Mastodon Mafia in the building. We got a new group here, the Mastodon Mafia. We're going with that one. Shout out to uh, Daniel J says, back from Costa Rica. I'm ready for some blue chips. All right, we let it put some money in your pocket. All right, put some money in your pocket after vacation. I know how it goes. And we got an excellent doom and gloom situation coming up here. Uh, if it hasn't been, if you don't feel doom and gloom already. But I, I think you should feel expired by what I'm telling you. Not expired. You should feel inspired by what we're talking about. Like you leave here and you're depressed. How? Moose Hefner says, Coach, last night's dream was a great one. Do you ever uh, see society getting back to the place where people aren't afraid to tell the truth? It was sickening seeing that women are afraid of being banned from TikTok for admitting such truth. Um, well, there is a there is a slight movement of people getting tired of cancel culture. Like, cancel culture is a cancer to, to itself, and it eats its own. I mean, there's a time and a place where things need to be, people need to be punished. Uh, but we are a forgiving country, you know what I mean? We're a country of second chances. And the cancel culture is often based on an emotional reaction. To me, it's a lynch mob, all right? It's the equivalent to a lynch mob. So somebody says something, something gets taken out of context. Somebody doesn't like something, so they lynch them. And they find it, they find a way to, it's basically, it's basically pocket watching and hating. So what they do is we're going to ruin him financially or her, even Lizzo was experiencing this, right? And so without due process, without an opportunity to explain yourself, uh, without proper context, we lynch people and we lynch people financially. We punish them if they don't do our due, uh, our, our bidding. 
and it is somewhat, I've never agreed with it. I just figure tune the person out if you don't like it. We even cancel or lynch mob people who are dead. All right, we we do this to dead people, and I think people are distracted. We'll get to that in a minute. But I think it's a lynch mob, it's vigilante justice, and it's some things that we try to protect the natural citizen of, of America to prevent vigilante justice and prevent lynch mobs. This is why we have the slow-moving justice system, uh, which is not fair at all, but it's better than being lynched and then, then, then people ask questions later. So it's sad. All right, last one. No government name. Keep up the great work. Just saw an article that American animal shelters are overrun because people can't afford their pets. Sounds like the future of the community. He says the safety net will pop. Ring the bell. Actually going to feature that story today on Doom and Gloom CGA. Actually, there's a movement to have people uh, uh, spay and neuter their pets because we have too many pets. All right. I actually was reading. Uh, um, I was looking at a... Um, TikTok or something like that. And it was about um this about this woman who took um who took uh, pregnancy photos with her dog, right? She's pregnant, not by her dog, but her dog's pregnant and she's pregnant. And I perused the comment section and there were people in there like, "Hey, this is irresponsible. Are you going to take care of all of the puppies? Are you going to sell them? Um if you can't sell them, how are you going to take care of all those puppies? You better keep the puppies. We need to spay and neuter our pets. We have too many pets and Dude, I was I was blown away. I didn't realize that this was a big issue, and this is a big issue in our country. As a matter of fact, we're going to get onto the show with a little doom and gloom, CGA. And you should leave here very motivated <laughs> as a man. As a woman, yeah, you should feel a little doom and gloom after watching my show. But as a man, you should not feel depressed after this. Now, I know it's somewhat depressing news, but I'm just showing you what reality is. And no, I'm not cherry picking. You should be going, okay, CGA told me what the solution is. I better follow it. Here it is. That's not it. Here it is. Uh, Doom and gloom CGA right there. We're going to start with this story of something I warned you about. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? HOA foreclosed homes in Colorado are auctioned off uh, for a fraction of their market value, erasing years of equity. We were just talking about that. Now, these are things that people don't understand how you're going to lose your home. In fact, it is a built-in trapdoor of your mortgage. But people are dumb, they're normies, and they continue to do this shit. And then afterwards, they act stupid like they didn't know. First and foremost, if you move into a HOA, yes, they can put a lien against your property if, in fact, you don't pay your HOA dues. Now, you could have paid your mortgage You could have paid everything on time, but you didn't pay your HOA. They put a lien on your property. Then you can't sell your property and your dumb ass is stuck. Sometimes they can foreclose on you. And yes, people are waiting for them to get foreclosed on and come in with a cash position and buy your monkey ass out. You could be in that home for 13 years, 15 years, 20 years. You could have paid your home off, but you don't pay that HOA. You're getting a lien. (laughs) You're getting a lien, ninja. And you might get foreclosed on. So you wipe away years of equity. Equity and ca- equity is your most important thing here. But people go into home payment and mortgage and years and adjustable rates. No, equity is your position. So HOA, this is the dangers of HOA. This is why some people, uh, 
They don't like HOA. 250 HOA foreclosed properties have been auctioned off in the state since 2018. At least 100 of them were sold for $60,000 or less. So this is how you can get into a property. Also, property taxes will do the same thing. So if you get over leveraged in your property taxes, yes, you can pay your mortgage off. You can have built equity. You don't pay your property taxes for a couple of years. You're going to lose that mother sucker. And people can come in and pay off those property taxes and take your house. That's how it works. But you guys don't understand that. And I keep trying to warn you of that. But you're like, well, buying a house makes so much sense. It's better than renting. Not today. Mm. <laughs> Normies keep falling for it. Yo, HOA is due, mother sucker. Your rent's due, motherfucker. But I hope you enjoyed the amenities that the HOA probably didn't provide you or you'd probably never use the amenities that were there. But there's another doom and gloom here. People keep telling me, but, 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 coach. And I'm telling you, but, 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 these jackasses are, I mean, people do this shit all the time. It's sad. And you never really hear them say that this happened to them. They keep it on the low. They get on the low when they talk. Do your HOA will hunt your ass down. For them dudes, right? They're going to hunt you down. They'll put a levy or they'll put a lien on you, which means if they put the lien on you, you can't sell. You can't renovate. There's a whole bunch of shit. You, you can't refinance, right? Just being late on your HOA. So anyway, man, check this out. Let's go into this doom and gloom. Ring the bell. Addiction in America. What did I tell you was the number one, one of the biggest problems here in America? And people will not admit it. They're actually masking it by calling it mental health issues, but it isn't. It's an addiction issue. Yes, it is. I've been done told y'all and y'all, some of y'all been done tried to fight me on this. What you don't hear is people talking about their addiction. You don't hear that anymore. You used to hear people like, I'm addicted to cigarettes. I'm addicted to dope. I'm addicted to liquor. I'm addicted to gambling. I'm addicted to hoes. We used to have that. Now they just call it mental health. And they call it stress, anxiety, and depression. They even try to say that the addiction is caused by the uh, anxiety, stress, and depression. And I say false. Mm. Not always. More than likely, it's a, you're addicted to some dope, some, some drugs, some prescripts, some party lifestyle, some hoes, puss, uh, love, alcohol, wine. And here it is. Let me read this to you. It says in this article, uh, America's addiction crisis laid bare. And this is just put out here. Let's get real about why people are effed up. They foxed up. It's because you hooked on something. Two-thirds of American adults have a family member hooked on drugs or alcohol, and one in ten have lost someone to an addiction. Not only are you addicted to illegal substances, you're addicted to legal system substances. Marijuana, dope, uh, alcohol, um, and uh, uh, prescribed medicines, bruh. They get you hooked by saying you have mental health and then they get your ass hooked. They say you have a learning disability. You're hooked. And then you want to go get this therapy and counseled out. You need to get your addictions in order. And have you seen this here? Take, take a look right here. Has someone in your family ever been addicted to alcohol? 54%. But we talking about mental health. Bullshit. Our crisis in America is addiction. And I'll say that and I'll stand on it every single time. 24% been addicted to prescribed meds, painkillers, 24%. Addicted to illegal drugs, 27%. That's almost a third of America. That's almost one out of three. One out of three, more than half. That's one out of every two people addicted to the alcohol. A -a 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 alcohol. 
Okay, what do we got over here? The big numbers felt you might be addicted to alcohol. You, 13%. Oh, there's denial there, I see. Well, look at the denial over here, right? Look at the denial over here. So when it comes to you, the numbers are low. When it comes to other family members, the numbers are high. These people are hypocrites. All right, please tell me you are felt addicted to painkillers. Yes, prescription meds, 5%, but it's 24 over here. Yeah. <laughs> what we need to do is get real about our substance abuse. And not only that, our health. Our health is eroding. We're fatter. We're slower. We're more sedentary. You sit on your peace, leaving your balls all day. You over here, you're with your entitled position in America. And then you want to claim that I'm supposed to feel sorry for you because you feel sorry for yourself. This is why the American dream is dead. This is exactly why. Because you want people to feel sorry for you while you out there on the spirits. You got a demon in you. You got a demon in you. And the demon has been chosen by you, handpicked by you, consumed by you, but you want me to feel sorry for you. But no, let's unpack it. How much substances do you do? How much exercise do you have? See, you don't want that accountability. I told y'all, y'all don't want it. Y'all don't want it, but y'all out here uh, having fun and doing the stanky leg and smoking dope all day. All right, eating uh, chip, potato chips and drinking beer, but you want me to feel sorry for you. That's going to be a negative. <laughs> Y'all over here sauced up. Y'all over here zooted. Y'all over there on that white girl snorting coca and smoking dope, and you want me to feel sorry for you. Eh, eh. <laughs> over there weighing in at 275 pounds, and you want me to feel sorry for you. See, this is why. This is why. And let me show you this right here just as a definition, just so you know. Just so you know. And this is why you slow. This is why you slow to react when shit is happening right in front of your face. All right, here we go right here. Hold on. Where's my definition at? Where's my definition of the American dream? Did I not pull it up here? Y'all really get you. I told y'all y'all was going to catch wreck today. Y'all was going to catch wreck. Okay, here it is. I got the definition right here. Okay, so when I say the American dream is dead, it's gone, it's dead this is the definition of the American dream. And let me know, let me know if you're living it. Let me know if you're living it because you're like, the American dream is not that. Okay, here it is right here. According to the Webster, Marion Webster, it says right here, a happy way of living that is thought of by many Americans as something that can be achieved by anyone in the U.S., especially by working hard and becoming successful. Is that true today? Nope. Is that true? <laughs> okay. I ain't doom and glooming. Now, what you're going to say is it should be true. Ninja, we ain't saying what we should be doing. I'm going to tell you how we got here. I'm going to tell you why we got here. I'm going to, because that's more important on how it should be. Because your solution or how it should be, I can't listen to you because the number one reason the American dream died, oh, because you voted it in. Oh, it was a choice. You chose it. And not only did you choose it, your parents chose it for you. Oh, yes. We don't really get down to the nitty gritty here. This is the Blue Chip Mindset series. Hit the like button. This is not popular because I show you a mirror. I don't come out here and say, well, the white man did it and the women did it and the men did it. Oh, you voted it in. Yes, you did. As a matter of fact, you want some proof? This is your latest vote in. It ain't all his fault. You already been down this slippery slope of Bill Back Better. Oh, what a $1.7 trillion bill of what? Free fun? Universal free preschool? What? There it is right there. Where's your money going? And this ain't even touching Ukraine. But you voted in the bill back better. 
with the majority of the money, what hundreds of billions of dollars going to child care and preschool, loser kids, home care, child tax credits, clean energy, $555 billion. Okay, Medicare hearing, a hearing on Medicare, $35 billion. Higher education, workforce, immigration, $100 billion. Oh, yeah, you voted this shit in. Where's your money going? Yeah, you voted it in. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And he ain't the only one. Every president had some, had some shit like this that you thought was a good idea, and it turned us upside down. <laughs> right? But it is what it is. We ask for the shit. But anyway. So let's get back to this doom and gloom scenario right here. Oh, well, we got another one here. Strap for cash. More Americans are making early withdrawals from their retirement fund. Ring the bell on these niggas. Ring the bell. Yeah, look at that look. In need of emergency. And listen, I feel bad for everybody in this position. And I'm in this position too. In need of emergency cash, Americans are increasingly withdrawing their retirement savings. According to the recent Bank of America quarter two, 2023, Participation Pulse report, many adults in the United States are prioritizing short-term expenses over their long-term savings. That's not going to be good. That's not going to be good. Data analysis from the survey showed that the number of 401k participants taking hardship distribution surged 36% year over year, following an uptick in the quarter one. Additionally, the rate of people borrowing from their workplace plans increased in quarter two. Regarding the increase in hardship, the economic environment, which has seen higher rates of inflation and cost of living, could certainly become a contributing factor. Bank of America Managing Director of External Affairs for Retirement Research and Insight. Americans are saddled with debt. This is where we are. Now, we're going you know, to we, put the blame squarely on ourselves here. Burton, a burden with record inflation and rising interest rates, Americans struggle to make ends meet with 60% of people in the United States living paycheck to paycheck. Households are turning to credit cards and retirement savings for lifelines. In fact, credit card debt has topped $1 trillion for the first time on record. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York reported last week. New, 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 new world order. The Fed data showed an increase in credit card balances by $45 billion to one point. Oh, three trillion while total household debt reached 17 trillion dollars. You gotta have it now, huh? You think this is the 1980s all over again where we live in better Reaganomics? You think it's just gonna trickle down to you, huh? Huh? That's what you thought. All right, but that American dream is dead. You want some more? I'm gonna give you some more doom and gloom because this is what the blue chip mindset is about. Americans can't afford their pets. It's pushing animal shelters to the brink. We're using these headlines here. But uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. We'll talk about Maui here in a minute. How animal shelters are coping with the crisis of abandoned dogs and cats. Damn. 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 Lonely and stuck at home, millions of Americans. Right now, this is in 2023 turned to animals for comfort in the early days of the pandemic, adopting and fostering cats and dogs from shelters at record rates. Now it says right here, it was a really fun time to be in animal welfare during that time. We did absolutely see an uptick in adoptions, but starting in 2021, shelters began filling back up uh, there 
were more animals entering than leaving, and now many are packed to the brim. From Rhode Island to Seattle and everywhere in between, shelters are reporting they're at capacity, forcing an increase in the number of dogs deleted due to space constraints. Earlier this year, almost half of the shelters, shelters surveyed reported an increase in euthanized dogs, while only 10% reported a decrease. Perfectly adoptable dogs are losing their lives, and it's a crisis, they say. We need volunteers, fosters, and adopters. Well, woo. Think about this. And a lot of these, I'm going to tell you, many of these crises, I know people don't want to admit it because we said we weren't going to point the finger, but a lot of these are women, just to let you know. <laughs> right? A lot of this, ladies, you got to have to take this L today. A lot of these people are women. Like 70%, you just chalk it up. Whatever crisis you hear, it's 70% women. Automatic. Credit card crisis. HOA foreclosures. Uh, animal adoption we just automatically know and that's the low end of the ranking student loan debt all right whatever it is it's going to be 70 percent women just to let you know and this is because they make splurges emotional choices they need emotional comfort pets their dog gets pregnant oh we're gonna have puppies and then can't take care of them um civilizations have known this for a long time but Somebody just mentioned the IRS finding all these MFs were drawing on their early retirement. See, uh, uh, people don't realize this as well. When you draw on your retirement early, you pay a penalty. You pay a penalty, which is essentially just lost additional income. So you pay a penalty within your retirement fund, whatever it is, your IRA, your 401k. You pay a penalty, which is penalty is just lost money that you were going to need. You're going to need in 15 years. Yes, you will. Oh, yeah, you will. Speaking of where there's smoke, there's fire. Did you know that Maui is burning? Shout out to everybody in Lahaina who's recently got wiped out. All right. Um, uh, right wiped out and people have lost their lives. Unfortunately, uh, people don't care. We're not sending any aid or much aid over there to the people of Lahaina. But do you know that the real estate investors are already hawking? Somebody mentioned this the other day. They're already hawking the land that has been lost or the properties that have been burned down right there in Lahaina, in Maui. They're hawking them. In fact, they're already calling the people who own these ramshackle places in order to do what? Build new resorts, build new, build. They already hawking, Ninja. They already there. New, 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 new world order. I visited Maui about two years ago. Wonderful place, man. Uh, they were already, the, the local citizen was already burdened by the cost of living in Maui. Now you're going to see, as you can see, these coastlines, these beautiful places in this paradise are going to be taken up by predatory real estate investors. Let me just show you here, um, and I'm not covering this story completely, but this is what you have to look at. These people have a cash position that they are able to wait for a disaster and get in on property at a low, low price, right? So this is what we talk about, improve your cash position, right? Not buying down a mortgage in a place where in, that's not going to have any equity, this equity is going to be significant, and many of these people are going to have to sell, sell, sell. All right, but there is a petition to prevent these people from coming in and playing this game. Let me show you right here. According to Newsweek, investors are calling Maui wildfire victims to buy their Hawaiian land. Oh, wow. Man, oh, man, and many of these are corporate people. You know, much of these, much of your real estate prices skyrocketed, and you bought at peak in 2022. 
because a lot of these corporations bought up many of the places in your area. Not only that, they bought many of the rental properties in your area and increased the rents. I mean, we got to know that this game now is to be sold, not told. The American dream for the average American, according to the definition, is dead. All right, you got to get on the other side, if you will. You can become a you can become a victim. Yeah, eminent domain will be eminent domain will be part of this as well. Uh, but you can become a victim or you can become a victor. Okay, but nobody's gonna help you, man. I I said this earlier. I said this earlier when you when I told you nobody cares about you. This is what I'm talking about. No, we care. No, the people who matter do they care? All right, these this is what they the people who matter do they care? Apparently, they don't. They're seeing you wiped out and they're already making calls and there's position by the locals in Maui to try to prevent this. They're getting called from real estate agents. They're getting called from investors. They're getting calls from people. Uh, eventually, they're going to have evictions. Um, people aren't, were in a, probably in a good position already. Maui has been already targeted um, as a place for rising real estate costs. And I'm, I was there. So um, I talked to some Maui residents and they were like, it's just hard to live now because, and this was before we had the so-called inflation and the two recessions that we had. This was before that. This was during COVID when I went, and I'm sure it's equally as bad. Last part of the doom and gloom right here. Last part of the doom and gloom. And this is where you're probably first going to see if there's a problem, if people are trying to preserve cash and stay liquid, is if sex workers are being able to sell. Like if they're the girls at the junior college, uh, may, many women that are uh, walking the streets, many women that are celibates, if you will. And this is in Australia, but Australia is basically the carbon copy template of what we're going to experience because they're they're a day ahead of us. Uh, but if you've been to a Las Vegas strip club, you see it as well. Um, if you see the amount of women that are trying to come over from Normieville to do this for a couple of bucks because they're in a bind. You see this as well. Sex workers complain sales are down as inflation continues to pound the economy. Pound the economy. Not only are the girls aren't able to get pounded out for a few dollars. Your rent's due, they can't pay rent and people that are usually customers aren't being customers no more. And this is definitely a true sign of where the economy is going. You can always first tell where the sex work industry is going. How about that doom and gloom segment? Pound the economy. How about that? Ninja, if you, that ain't a wake-up call, do you want some good news? Do you want some good news? I know you do. I know you do. There's hope for you. All right, no, no, no. I don't have hope for you. There is hope for you. But you got to change your mindset. You've got to change your mindset. It is sink or swim right now. All right, it is dog eat dog. It is eat what you kill right now. It's time to dig deep and invest in yourself. You want to know what to invest in when we talk about the blue chip mindset? Invest in yourself. Okay. The days are gone where you can just, you know, the old days are gone. Build together. That's kind of gone for a lot of Americans. They're trying it. I'm going to show you some videos. They're trying to keep this shit going, and not many people are surviving this. It's a little bit sad, but there's hope for you, but you got to change your mindset for sure. He says, island gentrification, indeed. You got to change it today. Yep, OnlyFans oversaturated. You know how many girls that I've talked to probably in the last week who said they're thinking about starting the OnlyFans? I'm like, damn. 
And these were regular, normal chicks. I'm like, do you realize how behind the eight ball you are? You are super duper behind the eight ball. And of course, I was like, hey, you know what? Let me help you out. Oh, no, I want to do it by myself. I'm like, you dead. You done. <laughs> you done. You done. There's no damn way. There is no damn way you're going to put in the, because what you have to have is consistency. You have to be able to market. All right, you got, and then the whole thing about, oh, I don't want any, I don't want my family members to know. Oh, shit, ring the bell. <laughs> ring the bell. Really? Really? You don't want your, fa- ninjas going to be secret only fan girls? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you done, fam. Dunzo. It is too late. Finito. The little five videos you're going to put up is going to be pulled off that OnlyFans by the three dudes that follow you and put on Reddit. Now you done. Anyway. Jones G says, CGA, the undeniable truth dropper in the building. Respect. Did I hit you with the truth today? Right? I did. All right. I did, man. I know people were like, no, coach, there's got to be hope. I used to tell people during 2020, right there in March, and they were like, oh, we'll hope it gets better. I was like, there's no hope. I was like, it's a wrap for us in our past world. I'm like, we're not coming back to this. And some people challenged me. Not a few, pe- a few people challenged me. No, no, no. We'll be back to normal by April. <laughs> three years later. Three years later. I told you. I told you. This is about power. And once you give up power, ninjas don't want to listen to me. You don't want to listen, do you? <laughs> because listen, I'm a crazed, lunatic, power-hungry individual. I know a power move when I see it. Mm. <laughs> All right. I know a move and a shift of power when I see one. You know what I mean? I'm the, I'm the great Coach Alini. Come on. No, this is about the people, and they want it back. Okay. All right, boy, y'all, have, y'all, y'all was out here saying I was going to be wrong. But anyway, it's not over for you, though. It's, it's game over for the normies. It's game over for the normies. But you still have a chance. Gentlemen, you, gentlemen and the two ladies in here, you still have a chance. There's a chance, but you got to give it up. You got to give up the past. The past is gone. I'm going to show you a reflective View of history by CGA. Drunk history. Get your get your liquor out. <laughs> get your liquor out. Derek Eaton says it's true, coach. No one gives a F about men. Focus on yourself and the grind. Shout out to CGA as the GOAT says the main event is going to be a banger. I need to learn how to vet women better. We're going to talk about that. Women are in desperate. We call it dire straits. Ladies, are you in here? If you're a single woman today, you're in dire straits. Okay. I don't want to hear about the two women that, oh, I'm doing good. I, I can, I'll pull you up here like Caleb Hammer and go through your finances with a fine-tube comb. You're in trouble. <laughs> okay, anyway. You're in trouble. The average one, they're in trouble, man. And they thinking, I'll just get married. I'll sell some puss. I'll join the OnlyFans. I don't know what to do. I'll look for a man. I'll move it. They don't know what to do. Not my girl. There's some ladies in here. Not me. 
I'm doing good. Okay. Come on up. You want to come up? Pull your credit report up right now. Pull your credit report. <laughs> Pull your credit report right now. Pull it. Now, the, the, the reason why I can say this with confidence is because I know men are struggling. <laughs> it's like, and men are supposed to be the ones making the most money. Men are the ones that tend to be not in a lot of debt. Men are the ones that typically are out here doing the laborious jobs, laborious jobs, and they're struggling. Like, they can't sell no punani. Like, they cannot sell punani. They cannot get into a relationship as a means to help. They can't. So what they're doing is kicking the can down the road. They are. Pull that credit card, pull that credit report up. <laughs> all right, so it'll be a wrap. All right, I don't want to hear about your thirty, forty, eighty thousand dollars a year salary. Royal Scott says. So do you ever have to bow to the nanny goat? Not I. You know me. All right, I can't even get monetized on YouTube. So obviously. I'm thinking some people bow to the nanny goat. New, 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 new world order. Some people still getting full monetization on their videos. I was like, they definitely drop neck on somebody and bow to the nanny goat. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> right. All right. He says the need for love is the most expensive addiction. Indeed. All right. That's an addiction. I think people are addicted to love. MC Hamster says Maui police chief is from 2017 Vegas massacre. New, 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 new world order. All right. All right. Interesting. Cody Draper. Uh, MC Hamster's got the intel for our Maui situation there. Thank you, MC Hamster. He's been on it. All right. Cody Draper says, um, <laughs> we got some people who don't know what's up here. I see y'all don't really know what's up. Yeah. Oh, uh, what you're getting from me is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to my show. All right. New, 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 new world order. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Cody Draper, coach, why is aftercare important? Plus, how do pay on, pay on the front end instead of the back end, which is losing? I don't know. Wait, how do pay? Wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me ask this real quick. What that mean? Okay. He says, why is aftercare important? Plus, how... I think how does pay on the front end instead of the back end, which is losing your freedom in or reputation. Well, I got a great story that can cover that. I think I know what you're talking about. So I got a great cover that can talk about that. Just, just stay tuned. Innovator says, see, God Allah was right. Brought my son to Mexico on Sunday, banging flatback Supremes on Monday. Don't take women on vacation. They already there, fam. Shout out to you, man. My man was having fun out there. They are there. They're there. <laughs> okay. Taking a woman on vacation to me is ass backwards. But uh, anyway, some people might think otherwise. And obviously, we can agree to disagree. But it's kind of weird to me. Now, if you just want to treat your girl and give her reward her, which I believe in rewarding women. Like, you know, you got to reward a dog. You got to reward your children. You got to reward a good woman. When she sits there, <laughs> that you choke her and that you pull her hair and. You always reward. That's proper aftercare. But uh, if she's a in, entitled woman, I never take entitled women on my. Well, you need to. Okay. I love the travel. Uh, we do have some uh, PayPal's. Let me get to these brothers here. Kaylin, we got one, two, three, four, five. So bear with me. Bear with me for a minute. 
Kayla says, what's up, coach? After speaking about girl math and concert tickets the past couple of days, I was wondering what process do you go through when it comes to football tickets and concerts? Do you tend to focus more on getting the best seats or reasonable prices? Best seats, <laughs> right? Best seats. Um, I used to get uh, the seats up at the top of the rafters. I've moved on to those days. <laughs> right? So anyway, but, but uh, I end up coming back working triple harder afterwards or prior, prior. We're going to talk about anticipation coming up. This might be a long show, by the way. So do me a favor, hit the like button. Michael K said you should respond to this clips. This clip ninjas got caught trying to get this girl. All right. Well, I can't do it today. Let me see here. I can't do it today because I got to review it, collect my thoughts and shit like that. All right. But I appreciate that. I'll take a look at it uh, after the show. Where are we going here? Uh, we got uh, Jay Cool in the building. One, two, three. One, two, three. Uh, he says, Coach, you are right. No one cares about us, and we must do it ourselves. Case in point, Corey does not care about me, so he shut the fox up as well. He says, it makes me motivated to get out there, remembering no one is going to do it for me, even the Bible. It says God calls us to obedience, and that means doing, not feeling. Yeah, man. All right. Yes, we got to do. We got to do, do, do out here. Because it's, it's, uh, if you're waiting for someone to save you, no one's coming to save you. We got our brother here. Allen says, boys, listen to the coach. Coach, I joined the $50 Money Mindset group. You are dropping, dropping gems on Patreon. Boys, listen to coach and do what he recommends. Blue Chip Mindset is my show. Coach, I am designing my product coming to market September for the Feet Fund. Coach, shout out to you. And were you the guy that had that product, in the gym product, if I'm not mistaken? Maybe I did a coaching call with you. I'm not sure. But thank you for joining the Money Mindset on Sundays. Last one, Offset. Jay Offset said, Coach, when my birthday came around, my girlfriend asked me about my plans. I mentioned that I didn't have anything particularly that you desired. Unfortunately, this upset her, leading her to suggest uh, going somewhere to celebrate. Eventually, we settled on Chicago. Interestingly, it was me who covered the expenses for the hotels, the meals throughout the day, fuel for the trip, and all the entertainment. Even the treats and beverages were on me, except for a few candies and cans of soda she brought. Uh, she bought here, and she says she bought here and there. In total, the weekend ended up costing me $1,500. Happy birthday to me, but I couldn't help thinking about how I could have invested that money instead. Stay free, agents, guys. Guys, there's the honey trap right there. There's a typical classic trap of taking women on vacation. So she wanted you to celebrate, but of course, with a benefit to her. You see what I mean? Guys, you guys got to understand that when you vet women. This is what they do. This is unmistakably what they do. Okay. <laughs> this is unmistakable. This is a strategy. Oh, you should celebrate. We should do something, but it seems to be on your tab. How was this a benefit to me birthday-wise? Well, I'll suck you off like, I could have jerked it off. So, um, guys, this is how they do. Nothing they do is not in the best interest of them. There's got to be a benefit to them, right? And so uh, you do something and they say, oh, you got a raise. Let's celebrate. You end up tricking your raise off to go out with your wife to celebrate. And she gets drunk and, and uh, bubble guts from eating pork chops. And you didn't get nothing from it. She ended up flirting with another man after she got drunk at the nightclub celebrating your promotion. 
and now you arguing. <laughs> you sitting there like the fuck. Like, what was this about? I could have just stayed at home and said, cheers. Let's keep it moving. Stay on your grind. Y'all niggas just got to stop falling for this shit. I mean, we got to stop falling for this. But anyway, let's get to this right here. What is this segment called? Is this Straggle and Sniggle Theater? It is. So what we're going to do is, let's put this up. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's play the theme right now. Like, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky, can get high with me, that's a deal, right? All right, Straggle and Sniggle Theater, we're back in here. We got several stories here, a shorter Straggle and Sniggle than normal, so let's get to it. We have this woman here, and uh, let's hear her story. And uh, she's going viral. A Florida teacher, all right? You think it's bad out here to get a date. Let's listen to what happened to this Florida teacher. Florida teacher stands accused of having sex with an eighth grade student. He was just 14 years old. The pretty young science teacher who posted these pictures on social media was a student favorite. Cops say it all started when Peterson sent the multiple nude photograph using Snapchat. She would allegedly pick the student up from his residence. Oh, more music in the background. Hey, man, stop sending me clips with music in the background. <laughs> all right. Late at night and take him back to her house for sex when her husband, a firefighter, was at work. All right, so there it is right there. Um, I think I might have covered this show already, co covered this lady already, but um, she's a married woman. So much for love. Cloach, what about love? The teacher stands a cute. Uh, master Splinter at best. I mean, she's cute, yeah, but she's a Master Splinter uh, compared to her Instagram portfolio. But uh, women said when they got in good positions, they were going to do better. Oh, we're going to do better than men, but they become predators as well. Not all of them, but they do. They do just as bad as men do. This is why men have stayed in power the majority of the time. You know what I mean? Because we know y'all going to do worse, if not worser than us. But of course, this is a married woman. She's out here sucking off an eighth grader, picking them up from the house and so forth and so on. We hear a lot of that about this and uh, with these young teachers. We're hearing a lot about this. So the days are gone where the male was the predator at your school. You know, the male teacher looking at the 14-year-old girls. All right, that that those days are probably still here, and men probably still overwhelmingly do it. But it doesn't, it doesn't, we don't show that now. Now we see more women are engaging in this debaucherous behavior. And yes, eighth grader, all right, had the mouthpiece. Had the mouthpiece. Jamal, chill. All right, we got another straggle here. Florida woman reportedly poured Mountain Dew on herself to remove DNA after deleting her roommate. Oh, man. Let me see if there's any video. Uh, there is a Millie Mouth Muskrat talking about a video here. Well, she's more of a Millie Mouth. She's a flatback. I'll read it here. A Florida woman who was being accused of deleting her roommate allegedly poured Mountain Dew all over her so um, she could try and remove the evidence. Well, that says one thing, first of all. You know, what piece of trailer park trash he is with the Mountain Dew. All right. Typical. Typical trailer park stuff. That's number one. Number two, how did she know Mountain Dew got DNA off of you? Number three, why would you drink Mountain Dew after knowing that it can remove DNA? There's a lot going on here. Now, Nicole Max is facing charges of first degree deletion, tampering with evidence and resisting arrest. With violence, she was kicking and screaming. Back in July 1st, police officers were flagged down by an individual who allegedly told authorities about a fire at the house in the 600 block of Clark Street. Where is this at? I don't even know where it is. 
It says once the firefighters made it to the scene, they discovered a male body located on the second floor of the home. The male, Michael Colleone, had injuries to the back of his head and stab wounds to the chest. Mr. Michael was pronounced deleted at the scene and authorities found a bloody knife that was near his body. Uh, investigators noted in the report that two cell phones were found in his room, one belonging to him and one belonging to her. She done forgot her phone. Okay. They both lived together at the house, according to the Popo. Max was not at the home when the first responders arrived at the scene. Once Mac was found, she reportedly had a knife and a hammer on her and was not wearing any shoes. She had them feet out. Definitely some trailer park trash-ish. Police spotted blood on her leg and saw she was bleeding from her toe. A portion of her shirt also appeared to be cut and torn. Police documented that portion of the shirt, and it had blood. And she drank Mountain Dew. Yeah, trailer park trash-ish. Yeah, so let me take a look at this. I don't. Oh, this is Orlando, Florida, or somewhere outside of Orlando. Yes, I can hear it right now. Oh, they got a boat, too. Definitely on some trailer park. Look at this. Now, gentlemen, gentlemen, when we talk about vetting women, we're going to talk about vetting women in a minute. This woman's got a neck tattoo across her damn neck. Now, what we just been telling you, no, man, I like tattoos on women. This is a sign of trauma. What type of human being, especially a woman, would do this to her, would desecrate her own body while living by putting a tattoo across her neck? We got to stop giving people the benefit of the doubt. This definitely is a significant sign of traumatic experience. Could be in the form of being assaulted, assaulted as a minor, touched on, violated, hard times, thotting, whoring around. There is what it is. This is a major red flag. To honor the red flag system, you can go ahead and give it, man, listen, you guys will pass go on any old thing because they got a puss. This uh, person tattooing her neck like this is definitely a sign of stay away. Do not pass, go, and collect 200. But you guys will continue to do it because you're horny or you're in desperate need. Guys, damn, why would you move in with a woman that got a neck tattoo? Anyway, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, speaking of I don't pay coach, football player, star football player, and he was a rookie not too long ago. Jamar Chase says a one-night stand is harassing me, and he asked the judge to help him out. Help me out, judge. See? It takes one woman to make you pay for all the other women that you mess with. Let's tell the story. Cincinnati Bengals stand up. It says Cincinnati Bengals, the Bengals, Wide receiver Jamar Chase is one of the best young players in the National Football League and is seeking a court order protection from a woman who claims is harassing him and his mammy. Where's your daddy at? Jamar beelined it to the court Tuesday to file a TRO against a woman named Ambar Hunter, who he claims he had a one-night stand with. Oh. So, hey, man, aftercare matters, and don't stick your prick in every woman. But it just won't listen to me. A one-night stand causing him problems. In the doc obtained by TMZ, Jamar claims Ambar is behind an unhinged and disturbing pattern of harassment aimed at him and his mammy, claiming she started threatening them after he refused to continue their relationship after a single night of romance. Or, in other words, he folded her up like a love letter from the second grade. Okay, and what does it say here? Jamar says he hooked up 
with Ambar way back in July of 2021, and she's since tried to damage his brand, reputation, and corporate sponsorships through calculated and ongoing harassment. The NFL All-Pro says Ambar mainly harassed him on social media, where she posted fake statements about him being a deadbeat dad in order to sick her 18,000 followers on him and his mammy. Oh, is this the woman? Oh, this might be his mammy. I don't think that's the woman. Jamar says that they don't have a child together, and Ambar claims, as she claims, and says she posts photos of another person's <laughs> child to make it seem like they have a kid. Jamar says she refused to, uh, she refused to subject the kid to a DNA test. What's more, Jamar claims Ambar is spinning a web of lies about being a victim of domestic violation. He says no law enforcement agencies have found her to be credible. But guess what happens? Nothing can be done about a crazy bitch. All right. Jamar says Ambar is still ranting about him on social media as recently as this past July, even going as far as to post him and his mammy's personal cell phone numbers on Instagram, which he says led to tons of harassing calls and texts. In the doc, Jamar slams Ambar for what he says is ongoing harassment scheme to harm him and ne uh, negatively impact his NFL career. And he's asking a judge to sign off on a temporary restraining order. Gentlemen, 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 let me ask right now, was CGA right? Yes, he was. Was I right about this? I told you, I told you that all men pay, all right? All men pay. Now, you thought you was going to get a free nut. And every now and then, we get a free nut, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we get Almond Joy lumps on our, on our Johnson, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we win. Most times we win. Sometimes we lose. It only takes one woman to make you pay for all the other women, I bet you he thinks twice about having a one-night stand. I bet you he thinks real twice. I think he's he going to think real good. I bet you having a mouthpiece don't matter no more. I bet you being rich and famous don't matter no more. I bet you the Lambo don't pull no more. I bet you he vets women now. See? See? I bet you he does all the steps that CGA says instead of the dating coach. I bet you he don't pick up bitches from the club no more. I bet you he don't do that. Yeah, protect your meat. See, not all men will go through this, and so they think that since they don't go through it, that you can go through it too. But what I'm telling you is, guys, it's different now. The economy is different. These women are out here unhinged. They're unmedicated, meaning that they're undiagnosed with mental health issues. Some of them have clear signs of mental health issues, a.k.a. tattoos across their neck. All right? It is not that game anymore. Some women are desperate for attention. Some women think that, you know, they found the one and you boned her and now it's costing you mad money. It's costing you corporate sponsorship. Like how much did he pay? He paid a hell of a lot. He paid a hell of a lot. Jamar Chase's attorney, here's an update. His attorneys, Mr. Goldstein and Lambert. Okay, shout out to them over there. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say that. It says right here. He filed a restraining order in Los Angeles in connection to Miss Hunter, that's Ambar, ongoing harassment after exhausting every, um, every out-of-court remedy 
He was left with no option. Mr. Chase intends to use all legal options to protect himself and his family from this unwanted harassment. We have no further comment while this matter is pending. Unfortunately, my comment is ninjas. Just understand that free puss is very rare today. <laughs> you think that just because you didn't pay directly that you're not going to pay. I'm tired of the argument. The argument keeps proving itself. Now, every man is not going to go through this type of payment. You'll go through some type of payment. You're going to pay somewhere. You're paying somewhere. We need to get our ego and check our egos at the door. You're paying with something, and we call it money, energy, attention, or time. Sometimes the attention or time, is that's the worst end of it, right, where the woman's harassing you for the last two years. That's got to be a horrible way to pay attention to a woman. But you're still going to pay, Ninja. You're going to pay on the front end or the back end. Come on, man. Stop telling these men like this. And guys, just because you're rich, famous, you're young, rich, and famous doesn't mean you get that much leverage. Leverage and options, you still got to use wisely. All right, you still got to use wisely. You can't just have leverage and options financially and be a dummy and, and, and go with women that are actually out here goofy. Okay, all right, let me do this. Let me catch up. Did I catch up on the uh, Super Chats? Yeah, I did. That means I can get on. That's the straggle and sniggle, by the way, for today. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Somebody says coach is truly walking around here undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> undefeated, ninja. I don't walk around with hope or cope. I walk around here in reality. All right, come on, man. And nobody but nobody wants to be in his position. Do you want to be in his position? Absolutely not. In fact, they said they've exhausted every remedy and they still can't get it out of, under control. Matter of fact, that temporary restraining order is going to do nothing. So just so you know, that TRO is going to do absolutely nothing to put him. It's social media. They're going to just say, stay away from her. What are they going to say? Don't get on Instagram, please. Entitled wives, let's talk about it right here. Um, again, uh, leverage money and options. You still have to be conscious of what you're doing out here and selecting the right mate. Um, let's talk about entitled wives, potentially some entitled wives. We got well over 200,000 people in here and we have less than 900,000 likes. I don't know if that's girl math, but uh, give me like a, give me like 150 more likes because I'm going to show you something here. I'm going to show you Patrick Mahomes. Just listen to Wait a minute. Patrick Mahomes' wife, who's took a lot of a lot of heat um, recently. People have been calling her out for her despicable, immature behavior. People have been saying she's not paying attention to Patrick. Some people have said she Patrick um, pedestalized her, meaning that she was above him in marketplace value when they dated in high school. But then he surpassed her. But he still thinks they're equal or he still thinks he's below. In fact, Here's an interesting photo of them. Let me see if I can pull this up. Brittany, I think her name is Brittany Mahomes and Pat Mahomes in high school. Oh, there it is. Oh, it came up. Let me see if I can pull this photo up. Yeah, this is the photo that I wanted to pull. Uh, let's see here. This kind of talks about marketplace value. Now, listen, I mean, she's a little googly-eyed. She almost looks Australian. But um, as you can see in this photo, all right, um, from what Patrick Mahomes has become, from what she was, probably where they're from, she probably preceded him in a little marketplace value, 
right? She's young, teen, blonde hair, blah. And Patrick Mahomes is a little brace face, little mole rat there, right? But for he's not Patrick Mahomes yet. And you know what I mean? He probably was like a freshman on the varsity football team and shit, weighing 105 pounds. You can see clearly that she probably preceded him in marketplace value at the time. All right, at that time. But then things change, right? So there it is right there. He grew taller. He don't he got a little bit of, you know what I mean? He started playing football, a star and running the ball around in high school, slanging it around, scoring and whatnot. There it is at the prom, ninja showing his teeth and all that. Just showing you. Um, you see him, he's in the he's more of a submissive to him. Um, and there's some ugly rumors about her being around here on the on the marketplace for the open marriage, right? So you can see in the marketplace category, although he was the stud athlete by then, she was kind of probably his catch. And there it is right there. See, there it is right there showing his teeth. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. Right, and so the dynamic, this is who they are. Now, listen, I wish them well as a couple, but some of the things I see about them, they recently came out with a documentary that showed he wouldn't be where he was without her, their two peas in the pod and shit like that. But don't, don't, never forget, this is them in college as well. This is them in college. Niggas always gotta show they but Patrick Mahomes now has far surpassed her. I mean, this is them in college. They went to college together. And you know what I mean? Like if you you saw her from behind, you would think she was fine as hell. But she kind of looked a little googly eyed and, you know, she's a butterface and all that. As you can see, the dynamic, he's loyal to her which means he probably overlooks some red flags. He probably overlooks some red flags, and people will probably overlook them. They will help him overlook them. Well, they're in love. They're down for each other. All right, so now that you got the background, I hate to delve into their relationship like this, but this dynamic is completely off. Okay, completely off. And I'm going to show you a clip that people are now trying to dissect. And uh, let me know what you think of this clip. Now, I played you a clip last week or a few weeks ago of him asking her what his favorite meal is. And she said fried chicken. Now, the racist and the race baiters are like, oh, why it have to be fried chicken? All right. He probably she probably seen him eating fried chicken, but she could not guess his favorite cheat meal. And it showed that she's not paying attention to him. She's paying attention to herself more than him because of how the dynamics are. The dynamics are still the dynamics, whether he's Patrick Mahomes or not. Like, he's way bigger than her, but when they got together, that was not so. All right, she probably thought she was doing him a favor. But here we go right here. Mahomes gets a half a billion dollars to play football, and his wife complains about him recovering from an injury during the playoffs. Now, I believe that this was possibly last year because he did go to the Super Bowl with an injury, but they caught this clip of Brittany Mahomes reacting to the injury live, okay? Which women in the comment section are trying to give a pass. They're like, oh, she's just joking. Let's play the clip. Play the clip right here. Just listen to how cringy Mahomes' wife is about his injury. Now I'm going to have to hear about it. I can't do nothing. I got to sit on the couch and recover. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I can't feed him. I can't give him a bath. I just can't move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to go get treatment. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be home until 7 p.m. 
it's so cringe i mean dude all right, let me let let's go back. You probably probably could not hear it, so I'm gonna translate it for you if you could not hear it. So she's in the press box. She's in the VIP box. I'm sure. I don't know why they don't have VIP suites in Kansas City. Look at these suites. So she look again. Let's just talk about where we are marketplace value wise. And yes, this is a real couple. They go through real shit. But Patrick Mahomes is worth a half a billion dollars, and he plays football. So the idea of she saying he's going to be sitting on his ass not helping, this ninja literally runs and scrambles from 285-pound men on Sunday for a living and performs miracles on the football field. And she's going, you know what? He's going to use this as an excuse. <laughs> this is her, this is what her first thought. She's going to use this as, he's going to use this as an excuse to not help with the kids around the house. Now, Ninja. And now, understand, people are trying to, women are always, well, it was a joke. She was just joking. She's rolling her eyes. Guys, trust me, he deals with this shit at the crib. Why are you not helping? Well, you got to do rehab. The kids already sleep. Guys, this is unbelievable. Man, this is unreal. This also gives us an indication that all women pulled this bullshit. Now, listen, I'm not happy. <laughs> it don't matter if you rich or poor, they still pull this shit. Hold on. Let's play it again just so you can hear it. Dude, this is disgraceful. Like, if I'm worth a half a billion, this is not my wife. This is not my wife, fam. Because she's saying that he's not pulling his weight. Essentially, what she's saying in this clip is that when he gets home, he's not pulling his weight. All right, hold on for a second. Let, let me hear, let y'all hear it again. And there's women defending this in the comment section. All right, gentlemen. Just listen to how cringy Mahomes' wife is about his injury. Now I'm going to have to hear about it. She says, now I'm going to have to hear about this at home. Now I'm going to I'm gonna have to hear about this at home. <laughs> he got injured. And he performed and he was playing on one leg. I don't know if you remember the game. He said he was playing on one leg. Let's continue. I can't do nothing. I gotta sit on the couch and recover. I gotta sit on the couch and recover. And she's making like a goofy face. Like I gotta sit on the couch and recover. He just ran around the field for three and a half hours on one leg. Slinging the ball around and probably got paid a million dollars for that game and bonuses and shit like that yikes so when is he what was he doing the three and a half hours was he sitting on the couch no, okay let's continue that's what it's gonna be you see the eye rolls now people are gonna say she's joking guys this is why wives lose their marriage because they joke like this because they want to i don't know what they want to feel you know they always got to complain about something i don't know what they want to feel but they always got to complain about something i'm just like you oh uh, um Poor him. Let's continue. Yeah, yeah. I can't feed him. I can't give him a bath. I just can't move. I can't give the kids a bath. I can't move. I can't move. I can't give him a bath. She's mocking him. She's mocking him. Oh, my goodness. Let's continue. Yeah, yeah. I got to go get treatment. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be home until 7 p.m. 
when the kids are already asleep. Ah, uh, the kids are going to be asleep. Oh, you're coming home, and I had to put the kids in the bath. Unbelievable. Man, dude, this is mind-blowing to me, but not mind-blowing enough. He got, the person who posted this got backlash. Let me continue. Oh, that's so cringe. I mean, dude just got an x-ray to make sure his leg wasn't broken. She's complaining about him. I mean, he's in the playoffs. He's one of the greatest players ever. This is why he plays football, the playoffs. Of course he needs to recover and sit on the couch. Got to get ready next week. That She don't even know his favorite food. I don't know why she's even tripping like that. Yeah, and the fact that this guy brings up the fact that, um, that, um, and I'm sure they have the documentary, they have a different relationship presented, but this clip is mind-blowing. Um, essentially, he's saying that he could have a broken leg and she could care less. <laughs> right? Comment. Nah, she's so relatable for this. She doesn't treat him like a football star. She treats him like a real person who is going to annoy her. This is the top comment. One of the top comments. She's relatable for this. He, she doesn't treat him like a football star. She treats him like a real person. What is the benefit? Let's continue. Let's continue. You sound like this is a woman. You sound like you want to be his wife. She can't love you like I can, Patrick. Okay. Bro, she knows this man better than anyone. They've been together since high school. Don't do her like that. LOL. Didn't they have a baby like two weeks ago before this? Pretty sure that's what it's about. Here's another woman. She's so relatable. Husbands can be so dramatic sometimes. A man, I thought it was funny that they also barely showed Jackson in the series. Okay, that's another one. A woman, if my man was providing this kind of life for me, I would do it all with a smile on my face, then go shopping. Okay. I swear I looked at my wife and said the exact same thing. Okay. Amanda, a woman, every wife gets this and also jokes about this with friends. This is why marriages don't last. Because you guys joke about men like this. Men are always the punchline, no matter what. No matter who you are. And this is why they don't know why their marriages are imploding. She's also his biggest supporter. And you, sh you know she's supporting his healing that week. Let me go down to the, it's a joke. Uh, let's see here. And by the way, we're not even going to talk about the CTE he's experiencing. It says right here. No way. As a mom, I totally get her. My husband broke his hand, and I still made him take care of his kids, job, and house duties. Okay. Let me see here. Uh, this is a woman. Dude, this is every single relationship, literally. Get in one, and your girl will do the same. Uh, essentially, what they're saying is this behavior is going to happen no matter what, <laughs> right? No matter if you're rich or poor. Uh, here we go right here. This woman proves that rich or poor, us moms go through the same thing. Nothing wrong with the little complaining. <laughs> and they wonder why men don't like them. It's like the woman aren't already, already, already. It's like, oh, here it is, the joke. It's like women aren't allowed to make a joke or use sarcasm. 
I think this is a woman. When you have been married and have kids, this is relatable. Do you think she sat on the couch and relaxed and recovered after giving birth? <laughs> and she literally did. She literally did. All right. Um, This guy says he's got to leave her ass. Oh, this woman. The way grown men love to attack this woman over nothing. Making this post is cringy. Literally, this is every wife ever. Men are babies when they get hurt or sick. <laughs> this woman completely taken out of context. What's wrong with y'all? She was being a smart ass because of how people talk about her. Men supporting men is hilarious. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now. They don't give a rat's ass about you. They, they don't. They don't. This is what they're telling. Remember when I told you I did a, a stream called, I did a stream called The Fine Print of Relationships. Remember I did that stream about a week ago. I said The Fine Print of Relationships. This is what you agree to when you get in a relationship. Now, when you get into it, you're not going to like it. And then you're going to try to question it and go back and forth and argue about it. One of the fine prints of relationships is they just said it. This is every relationship. This is every wife. She was joking. She was sarcastic. It, and they gave it a pass. Now, when the divorce happens and she walks off with a half a billion dollars, they're going to be like, well, she deserved it. Right? Oh, my goodness, guys. This is the fine print of relationship shit. Well, put up with it. Suck it up. And all women do this. All wives do it. Accept it. Instead of saying, okay, we'll change. You know what? That was even taken out of context. That was petty. No, they never stood on it. They, they, they stood on their square and said, this is what you're going to have to put up with if you want to be married. And you wonder why men don't want to get married. <laughs> you wonder why men don't want to get married. You're making it less attractive. Why don't want men want to get married? They're scared of commitment. They don't want to man up. No, they don't want this bullshit. They don't. And they're literally saying, you got to put up with this to be married. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Ninjas wonder why I'm at the junior college, fam. Oh, don't tell them the whole masculine frame. That's going to cost them $250 million. Let me get to the next one. This is unreal, guys. Unreal. This is, uh, this is DJ Khalid. DJ Khalid. And uh, DJ Khalid, I admit, is annoying. All right, just so you know. Uh, he is married to a woman that's probably lucky to have DJ Khalid. And he seems to be loyal and caring as a father. And he treats his daughter as a princess. Okay. But DJ Collett got cursed the hell out by his wife. Now, let me just tell you again. He's annoying. So I get it. But <laughs> let's watch his reaction as he gets cursed the F out by his wife. All right. Who has a black personal trainer at that. Which, you know, marriage is a mother. Because sometimes let's take you to the video right here. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. You can do it, you can do it. All that talk you talk, let's do it. Yo, shut the fuck up. I ain't like you. I don't need uh, you in the background. Yo, chill. Talking shit for me to work out. Chill, man. To work out without you talking. Go shit. Somewhere. Calm Come down. Yo, chill. Man, yeah. chill. Come on, let's go. <laughs> All right. So, um, I don't know what she does or who she is as a person, but I know what he does, and I know he probably provides this lifestyle. Now, again, I will say what he does is quite annoying. He's a hype man, and I don't get it, but, you know, 
ninjas always giving up their position. But <laughs> the look on his face. Go, let's go, let's go. You can do it, you can do it. All that talk you talk, let's do it. Yeah, shut the fuck up. I ain't like you. I don't need uh, you in the background. <laughs> look at his face. Yo, chill. You need to work out. Chill. <laughs> look at the face of a gump. So who really runs the relationship right there? Who really runs this relationship? We can see. And that's you. You just a big old fat pet wallet. Another pet wallet. And there you go right there. All right. He had to look, man. Look, there he goes right there. Taking it up the rear. Man. <laughs> work out without you talking. Go Shit. Calm down. Look, huh? chill. <laughs> he flipped that camera on him really fast. Right. Man. Yeah. Chill. Yeah, man, chill, all right? And he getting stretched by the same personal trainer here. Oh, man, that's a little nasty right there, brothers. Oh, that's nasty. Personal trainer, shout out to this personal trainer. He's making money. I hope you charging good prices. I hope you charging good prices. So my man DJ Collett was like, he said, hey, yo, chill. Where is it at? Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. All right. Uh, interesting that you would get cursed out for clout. And then just be like, it's a skit. Cursed out for clout? Yeah. Ninjas is down bad. Ninjas is down bad. All right, this is what we doing? This is what we doing further perpetuating the myth that women run the, run, run the thing? Are you going to get cursed out for clout? Yeah. Ninjas will excuse anything. Uh, here is another entitled wife, and this is the last one. And boy, she's built like a stallion or a mare. I don't even know which one is which. Uh, this is another skit for clout. This is another one of these things about these skits. See, when you just say it was a skit, you're not acknowledging that men are getting uh, treated like shit in their skits or clout and views. So there was a skit that I, and I actually covered this in a long live stream. Um, and I showed you examples of this where the man is the punchline further exacerbating the problem. I'll just put up with it. So excusing it as a skit doesn't, solve the problem it doesn't say oh really oh i'm sorry it was a skit in fact straggle and sniggle theater is about the skit that's why we call it straggle and sniggle theater all right but in the skits have you noticed remember the one where the guy flies in and the dishes fly everywhere and the woman curses out out you better got that goddamn wash the dishes and he gets in there and wash the dishes the humiliation ritual of marriages is that the guy has to humiliate himself in order to placate himself and give the woman position of power, right? To get make her feel better about herself because she's mostly going to feel like she's uh, a piece of shit, all right? And so you got to lower yourself in order for her to feel better about herself. Remember, women don't get anything unless men give it to her, all right? So in these skits, the humiliation is a part of the marital ritual and you got to humiliate yourself. Come and humiliate yourself. I did an entire stream about humiliated domesticated men so this is real it's a part of the marriage they know it is so they want to make it a humor part of the marriage and say this is about humor but the real story is about what it's about okay so then when it's about then if men complain about it no 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 this is what it is so here it is right here this is one right here where they look like they're living in a good nice big house look at that kitchen very beautiful kitchen there we have a woman that is dressed scantily clad, and so is the man. They're revealing their bodies, but this is a married couple. And the skit is very short, so I got to explain it. So the woman's saying, when he asks me to cook. When he asks me to cook. Now, we're assuming that in the skit, 
she's going to be saying, I don't know how to cook and I'm not here to cook. Don't ask me to cook. Even though it looks like she's well provided for and maybe she's provided, you know, women are going to say she provided some herself. Okay. By selling puss. All right. But that is what it is. So then eventually what will happen is women will adopt this because women are hive mindset. So she'll say, well, even she doesn't cook for her man. And I live in worse situations, so I'm certainly not going to cook for my man. Then you'll hear women in the comment section, oh, my man cooks for me. You see what I mean? This is further going to make the situation go and get worse because women tend to work high mindset. Then if your man is not cooking for you and providing for you, something's wrong. And then they run off to their man and cause problems. So the skit is short, so I had to explain it. But let's see if you can pick it up here. Understand. I don't 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 understand. And so when you marry a hoe and try to make her a housewife, this is what happens. All right. So we're going to talk about very, and listen, I don't know who she is personally, but she's wearing the whore uniform. So that's neither here nor there, but we'll talk about vetting women here in the future. So in her mind, Hey, let's make this funny meme and it's going to humiliate you. And I don't understand. And so we don't know the real true dynamics of the relationship. In fact, she could be doing the opposite, but what they're presenting, what my question is, why wouldn't they present that? Like, wouldn't this be wonderful instead of trying to get views or something negative, negative attention, negative attention sales? Why don't we do something positive and show probably what the reality is? Now, if this is his reality, this is all his fault. Mm. All right, this is his fault, and this is what men deal with. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Somebody says she's a fitness influencer, a.k.a. a 304. All right, stop it. <laughs> He said, a fitness influencer. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll buy that for a dollar. We already broke down what Instagram influencers are. Come on, man. You slow to the game. And fitness influencer, right? Yeah, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. All right, so anyway, let's go back. All right, let's go back. You can call it that if you want. <laughs> this is be like, she sells weight trainer. She sells uh, meal plans. Okay. You can still, you can still, y'all ninjas can still live in a whole, y'all can still live with your head in the sand if you want. Okay, if you want. She influences people to do get in the gym and she sells, she sells, uh, she sells fitness gear and she sells her own sports bra, her custom sports bra and she, and she puts together those meals plans. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she also has photos of her in Dubai. Okay. Trying. Yeah, whatever. It just, man, stop with the bullshit. Okay. She has no, I bet you she don't have a fitness certification or a degree. I'm a bet, but anyway, I might not know. Where's her fitness certification? <laughs> here we go. Ninja. Ostrich ninjas. Ninjas come over here trying to act like you're going to teach my class. Don't you know I'm the undebatable, I'm the king of kings. I know more about, I've, I know more about the world and I don't forgot more about the world than you ever have known. Just always remember that. I've forgotten more about this world than you've ever known. I've lived this world frontwards and backwards. I know the world like the back of my hand at this point. You can't tell me nothing. <laughs> All right, anyway, come on, man. Let's get to these super chats. 
It's a skit. <laughs> She's a fitness influencer. <laughs> Come on, man. Cause she was joking. <laughs> it, it was just a joke. Lighten up, jerk. <laughs> There's no saving some of you people I see. She's a fitness influencer and sells tummy tea and slim tea. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where are we at, brothers? Man, there's some hope strategist ninjas out here. She pays for her vacations and her implants. And she paid for the whole house. He, he's broke. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I bet you she got OnlyFans. Anyway, let me stop. All right. Shout out to PJ Throwaway says, Coach, put on Reverend X for Patrick Mahomes' wife. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. <laughs> Cut that bitch off. Oh, man, man. Yo, shout out to our brother here. Innovator says CGA was right. Okay, I got that one. TG says number one. We in the building. K Swifty says just got a $10,000 raise at my job, doubling my salary since the pivot in 2021. And also interviewing to triple it only for the wife to say I'm not working hard enough. Damn. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's never enough. Hey, um, when we get to vetting women, I'm going to give you the number one rule that you all should remember when vetting women. I'm going to give you the number one rule. Shout out to Ryan B. He says, Coach, not sure if you know, but that awkward flatback that interviewed Drake Bobby Something is the, quote, make more money, darling girl, you play all the time. Yeah, I do know that. And I knew that was a skit, by the way. But that, that was a skit. So, again, uh, remember, though, we, we don't excuse skits as a means to dismiss the message. So, that's what people like to do. Well, it was just, come on, man. It's, you just showing the skit. We don't do that. The skit is based in reality. There's art imitating life. There's truth and humor. And the reason why it, it, people connect to it is because, number one, it polarizes everybody, right? It grabs people's attention, and people can relate to it. That's why the skit works. So that's why there's a message in there. It opens the conversation. Um, and similarly, similarly uh, the, the skit that tends to polarize the black community. It, it is either like uh, the guys ask a woman to pay half for dinner, then that creates a conversation because people deal with that in real life. The guy that had, the woman that had three, ba uh, three kids by three different baby daddies, that the man brought only one of the kids, his kid, McDonald's. That went viral. Why? Because there was truth in it. There was potentially people have experienced it. So the skit, can't dismiss, be dismissed as simply being a skit. You have to, dis it creates the discussion because people then go, what is right and what is wrong? Yes, it happened to me. This ha I don't want this to happen to me. But it is what it is. Um, that's just like saying TV shows. Well, this TV show said, well, you know, people deal with it. I experienced that. It is what it is. But here's what we have to understand about social media. Social media is going nowhere and these skits are the new form of entertainment. For a mass amount of people, they are the new sitcoms. 
They are the new movies. And they're going to be more of them. And sometimes they're e- it's easy to tell now what is the skit and what is not. But it doesn't mean that there's no intention behind it. Similarly, when I tell you about PBS, children, Children's Television Workshop, looking back in hindsight, they took entertainment and skits and basically propagandized a message, essentially indoctrinating a series of minority people, which now we can admit that they've admitted that they did this intentionally. There was intention behind it. 40 years later, now we know that. But they said that that was their intention to target minority children who were left alone by mothers of the minority children. So they said they made programming specifically to target those groups of people. So we have to understand what entertainment is. You can't dismiss it. You got to see what it is and see what they're trying to do. There's an intention behind it. Now, my job is to find the intention behind these couple skits. What are they trying to do? What message are they trying to convey? Who are they trying to gaslight? Are they trying to change a behavior? Right? What are they trying to do? That's what I do with it. So don't just dismiss it as a skit. There's indoctrination in everything. There's propaganda in everything. There's conversation. There's truth. So dismissing it as a skit is not enough for me because you just can't dismiss it all. Just a TV show. It's just a movie. It's just political theater. No, it's not. It's not. It's more to it. Yep. Daytime soap opera. Same thing. It eroded the female mentality significantly. Romance, pornography. These are all things that erode people's mindsets when they become addicted to it. And people become addicted to these soap operas. They used to. And talk shows, same thing. Well, talk shows are fake. And they eroded the mindset and changed the culture. Reality shows, similar. Well, they're just reality shows and they're fake. Doesn't matter. A lot of people think they're real. They buy into it. They change their behavior as a result of it. Gangster rap, same thing. Well, it's fake. However, it got ninjas to shoot each other up in mass for 30 years and claim to be real ninjas. So it was fake, but it was real enough for people to change their behavior, period. Now, I'm tired of having this conversation around this, but it is what it is. <laughs> All right. So anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway, somebody says prawn looks real. It looks real. But have you ever been to the filming of a prawn scene? It doesn't look anything like they edited it out to be. All right. It's done over hours. It's not done in 15 minutes of sex like your sex. Prawn scenes are filmed, filmed over a complete day with hair and makeup, with angles and cameras and 10 ninjas in there holding their Johnson, jacking off. And all of those scenes are merged together to look a certain way. What you see in one scene happened in a completely different scene hours before or after. It's not a 15-minute sex scene like you're presented. But you try to make that sex scene possible in your mind when you're intimate with women, and it's not real. (laughs) It's not real. So we have, and it encourages you to sleep around. What about this? What about this? 
the whole scenes where this guy drives up, and I'm from the San Fernando Valley. Trust me, I know this. I know women who have worked in the industry. What happens is you think that some guy drives up to the bus stop and there's a girl on the bus stop and he and the girl's so like, oh, hi, how you doing? All right. And he says, jump in the back of this white van. And two guys are down there with their dipsticks banging her out and they throw $1,000 of cash on her. You think that's real. And then you go around trying to drive around to see if you can pick up girls on bus stops like you saw in the prawn video. And it's not real. It's orchestrated. These people had to take SDI tests. This woman had to sign a contract. There was everything was agreed upon before that. But in your mind, I'm going to do it as well. And it's not real. But again, just saying something's not real doesn't defeat, doesn't defeat the argument anyway. Anyway, but that changes your behavior so that then you might find yourself lurking around or find yourself trying to. I remember they had the MILF hunter where this dude would go to bars and he would try to pick up older women. And then they show him pick up an older woman. She was with it and he'd go back and bang her out. Now, do men experience that? Yeah. But this dude was doing it repeatedly, a.k.a. a script. Not real. Same thing as PUAs. Pickup artists did the same thing. They took fantasy and made it reality and sold it to men. This is why MGTOW ended up winning because they took it and they diced it up and said these PUAs are fake frauds, a.k.a. snake oil salesmen. They're taking real situations and making it out to be, I'm sorry, they're taking fake scenarios and making them out to be real. Filming, how to hook up uh, with girls at the bar and kiss them and make out and take them home to the hotel. Completely fabricated fake story. However, it changed men's behavior, and you went out there to try to do it. <laughs> right? So dismissing something that is entertainment as a skit and not knowing how it changes people's behavior is not enough. You got to understand there's, there's a reason why people are doing that. And not only that, there's a reason why people have a platform to do it, a.k.a. the nanny goat, why people are chasing the likes and attention to put on these skits. Why does the social media platform push the availability of that skit as opposed to another one? Because they've been caught doing this. TikTok has been caught doing this. YouTube has been caught doing this. Some people's skits, some people's shorts, some people's videos, for some reason, they have mass appeal. Some reason there's people behind looking and saying, let this go viral. And then some people, they, 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 they shadow ban their uh, content. Why? You see what I mean? This is a bigger than it's just a skit. It's bigger than that. This message, some messages are intended to go viral and some are intended to die on delivery. It's bigger than this. But you too simple-minded and Mickey Mouse to figure it out. But that's why you have me, the King of Kings, here to interpret this for you. So best, let me do my job and not sit your Mickey Mouse ass over here to try to interrupt me. See, I don't come to your job and kick Johnsons out of your mouth when you're working. So I suggest you don't do that to me as well. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Greg. Green is in the building. All she sees him as is the high school kid that she met. Facts. All right. That's how she sees Patrick Mahomes. She doesn't see him as, she doesn't see him as, um, 
She doesn't see him as Patrick Mahomes, the superstar. She only sees him as the guy she met in high school, right? That's how it works. <laughs> All right. And uh, anyway, so when we figured out why people go viral, right? Um, you know, it's kind of like the, uh, the Andrew Tate scenario. Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate cleverly figured out a scheme to be able to go viral. Now, does that mean he knows the best information or does he, did he develop a scheme to go viral? And I'm not, that's, that's no shade on him. And it's actually very smart. It was very smart and clever. But he created a scenario for him to be crowned, which was great. I mean, listen, the, what he did was fantastic. But then people start saying, well, this person's smarter than this person. When it's not probably true, it was smarter to be able to get more eyes on him. But you can't just say that because somebody gets massive appeal when it, when it was orchestrated. And it's okay it was orchestrated. I'm just here to deliver the truth. I don't give a fuck about how you feel. I'm just here to deliver the truth. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, anyway. I don't give a F about how you feel about it. The truth is the truth. Uh, shout out to uh, Dale Davis. says a fitness influencer is your damn doctor, not a no-ho. Indeed. And hopefully a doctor that's not pushing meds. All right, David is in the building. Thank you for the thumbs up. PJ Throwaway, I got you already. We got our man Bob Southie or Bob South. He says, um, he says, in a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. That's according to George Orwell. In a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. In fact, you guys would rather be entertained by skits than to hear the truth. And we're commit we're have a whole revolution over here. Okay. We have a whole revolution over here. JC says, I used to watch Scramble Cable Prime in the 80s. Kaylin says, women who joke about injuries on the football field should look at what happened to Damar Hamlin. The dude nearly died, and I'm willing to bet they wouldn't care. All right. Um, where are we at here? Let me see if I got a couple more. I got this thing in my way. Adrian says, speaking of the Chiefs, another Super Bowl coming, and I think so too, pause. Macaroni Tony says, this week has been a lot of no Vaseline. Quote, here's why they think about, here's what they think about you. God damn, I'm glad y'all set it off. I've been giving y'all no Vaseline. Shout out to the whole effing show. And it is back in the building. We give it to you real over here and no Vaseline for real, for real. All right, I'm not trying to hear to make friends. All right, now I'm not here to make friends, fam. And I'm not really here to go viral. I have my community and my crowd, but it is what it is. All right, I'm here to give y'all that no Vaseline, real deal, no mass appeal. All right. All right, right out to uh, Kaylin says, Patrick Mahomes is worth a half a billion dollars already, a first ballot Hall of Famer before turning 30, and he's stuck with a cringeworthy wife. His situation is probably worse than Steph Curry, all right? And um, as far as what we know, of course, they did come up with a propaganda documentary to make them look like um, look like the, um, the, the JFK and Jacqueline Kennedy, all right? Although I did not see it, that's what people were saying. No, this documentary, as a matter of fact, in the comment section of the video I showed you about Patrick Mahomes' wife, they said, no, 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 no. In the documentary that they put together, it showed that they were, uh, that he needed her and she needed him, a.k.a. a production video 
edited and clapped together by an editing group in several camera angles, produced by Britney probably herself. Ninja like y'all believing y'all believing a production documentary. This is what we doing. No, 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 no. In the documentary, mad editing. <laughs> of course, that's what they're going to show. What are they going to show? He getting taken advantage of? <laughs> this is crazy. You people, man. You people are beneath me. <laughs> they produced it. What do you think they was going to put out? Oh, they cleverly left off their brother who was accused of sexual assault in that documentary. Oh, if he wasn't accused of it, his ass would have been in the documentary. But it sounds like they edited all his clips out, too. So it sounds very authentic to me. <laughs> what an authentic uh, version of them presenting themselves to the public. There's no marketing behind this. All right, let me stop. Oh, man. Kaylin says, Coach, would you consider doing a live stream on the pros and cons of being good in bed? <laughs> no. <laughs> I take it that Jamar Chase hit that bottom, and that's why the chick is acting crazy. He probably did not hit that bottom. He did not. No. I don't think he did hit the bottom. I think she saw wallet. <laughs> right? She saw opportunity. That's what she saw. You know, most one-night stands suck in bed, by the way. By the way. Uh, for most one night stands, and I don't know if anybody, we should put up a poll. Most one night stands, sex is whack. I mean, you only got the nut, so you got something out of it. Most women can probably admit to this. They'll probably admit to not having one night stands, so they probably wouldn't take this survey. But one night stand sex is whack. Most of the time it's rushed. It's not planned. You're trying to get to the end. You might be drunk or high. I mean... It's somewhat, you know, you can't figure everybody else out. Somebody's, you know, you might find out she sucks in bed. Either way, she sucks in bed. He's not really good. It's not really that. You know what I mean? It's not really all that. I'm going to get back to the show. But one night stand sex ain't it. All right. Now, if that's all you can get, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. But I find that the better sex is the more intimate, compatible sex. Right, not the quickie and the. Now, there's times where this is not this is true and not true, but when you don't know someone, it's somewhat awkward, right? You get to get naked awkwardly. You got to kind of progress awkwardly. You got to go through the consent awkwardly, right? You don't even know how good the choker yet, <laughs> right? You don't know how to pull the hair what she wants. She's telling you what you want. You're overlooking it. Let's just talk about this. Most of the time, you're super excited and you finish faster than normal. You finish, you finish faster than normal. She ain't even got warmed up. There's no foreplay. There's no, I mean, <laughs> it's not the best sex. Now, did you get the puss? Yeah, you got the puss. You realize she smells like a, 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 a sewer, right? You, you pulled her panties down. She got a bush. You know what I mean? There's surprises everywhere. You got to pull out the Jimmy hat. Some of y'all go in raw. You realize she got bumps on her piece sleeve that look like herpes. You know, I mean, there's just, there's way more, there's way more better sex than one night stand sex, right? There's, there's a place for it, but it is not the end all be all. It's not the end all be all. 
I would rather not have one night stand sex. I'll pass a one night stand sex for somebody that I know. All right. You want to kick her out afterwards? It's it's not it's not the best. It's not the best. All right. There's way better sex than that. Anyway. And most of the time you don't even get to hit the bottom yet. <laughs> so anyway. It's rare that it's good. Most of the time it's bad. All right. Anyway. And for women, it's probably very bad. All right. For them, they probably don't get what they want out of it. <laughs> all right. Anyway. All right. So anyway. Uh, what are we doing here? Let's get back to the show. Oh, the American dream is dead. Oh, now we're going to be giving y'all the real. All right. Here we go right here. Oh, no, it's not. I was wrong. <laughs> Vetting women. Vetting women. I think I have a, a skit to play for you. Vetting women. What skit was this? Okay. Yeah, this, I- okay. Okay. You might heard it already. Uh, let's put up this right here. Did you guys know? Or you marry people there? Here it is right here. 46% of divorced couples say this was the number one conflict in their relationship, and it isn't money. Interesting. You'd be interested to know that you have to look forward to this because, as they say, you got to deal with it. You got to put up with it. Um, They recently surveyed almost 700,000 couples recently getting divorced. That's a significant population of people. That's damn near almost all of them in 2021. But if they release as the number one issue, the biggest conflict in divorce for divorced couples, Look at number one. Look at number one. Career choice. Damn. Wow. So I could focus on my career. Number one. Well, that does have to do with money. All right, because normally this is going to affect money. But let me see the other seven. Interesting parental differences, right? Parenting differences, meaning that you want to spank, she doesn't. You want to yell, she doesn't want to yell. Um, she wants to baby the kids. You don't vice versa. Now, these things aren't seen prior to your marriage. These are all things that come up after the fact, which I've been warning you about. I've been warning you about these situations. My girl's different and we love each other. Guys, when real life happens, all that shit goes out the window. This is what really matters. And these are the things that break up your family. In fact, that number one for me was... Definitely instrumental in my dissolve of my marriage. There were some other issues, but it wasn't like, remember when I told you people want to say, well, why did you get divorced? And they wanted to be some big blow up. All right. She found me boning the secretary and I found her sucking somebody's Johnson in the bathroom at a nightclub. And, and it's never that. These are the reasons people get divorced. It's always kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back. You want this. Oh, he was beating me up and abusing me. It's never that. As you can see, that's not on the list. You just grow apart. And even that doesn't explain it. Career choices. She wants to go back to work and you agreed to have her be a stay-at-home mom. Or your career to choice. Choice. You decided to leave your job and start a business. And it took a two years or three to get, to get it going. Um, she wants to change jobs and move to Texas. Right? And you're like, no. These things happen. It is what it is. 
and women initiate the divorce on this. So people want to hear, oh man, it was this World War III, this thing that happened, you boned her sister and she messed with your brother or you found out the kid was not yours. It's never, it's rarely that. It can be that, but it's rarely that. Parenting differences. This is going to be huge. And it's going to be huge after your divorce because you both still have to parent your children. Division of household labors. Look at that one. Despicable. It's disgraceful. The reason why this is a problem is nobody wants to accept whatever role they're giving. When we get to vetting women, this is what I'm going to talk about. The number one rule. See if you can guess it. Relationship with family. Huge. You might have a situation where in my situation, I'm not very family oriented and my family doesn't get together every holiday. Well, if your wife's family gets together for every holiday, every one of the niece's birthdays, every single Sunday for dinner, and you're not used to that, that's going to play a role because you're going to be like, man, listen, I just want to chill on Sunday, but you know, I don't want to go to a niece's birthday, their one-year-old birthday. Well, their family is super family oriented. And if you start sitting out these family events, you're going to get torn up. The family is going to turn on you, right? You can't be like, nah, we ain't going to Christmas there. We're going to Christmas in Italy. We're going to Christmas with my family at the time. This is going to tear you, your marriage apart. What about relationship with friends? Relationship with friends. Yes. She wants to be friends with whores. Now I'm using the example more for the men. But she has three or four friends. She has girls going night out, girls gone, girls night out friends. She has friends that are undermining. She has single friends. She has male friends. Oh yeah. Finances. Well, finances are in, in all of these and health choices. She wants to go on a diet and you want to eat Popeye's chickens every every night. Um, and uh, she wants you to join her in her diet to uh, be spiritually linked together. But you don't want to drink juice diet. You don't want to go on the juice diet for eight days where you just drink juice. This is going to make her feel not connected to you, right? Mm. Yeah, man. But people don't want to see this. You think, you think when I'm critical of relationships that I'm critical of women and, and or men, and it's always the same old, same old. Well, that's just the cover. Because here's the deal. If you ask most divorce women and men why they got divorced, you're not going to be thrilled. It's not going to be like, oh, really? Now, some women do the trope of he was abusive and they do that to sell it. But that doesn't really tell you anything. It does not. Much of the time is this. Ask a divorced couple why they got married. They, it's going to be underwhelming. And you might even say, you got divorced over that. You really got divorced over that? Well, you're not thinking about it. There's a whole bunch of other factors. But yeah, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. She was a stay-at-home mom. Then she went back to, to a job. In that job, she started going to girls' nights out and staying out late with her work colleagues. That's going to F your marriage up. Then she's going to say, you're controlling and you ain't my daddy. But what, what started it? She wanted to go back to work. Now the kids, now you're doing more with the kids and you're essentially, you're essentially raising the kids in, in her absence, it's going to destroy the marriage. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. And it's going to be like, what's going on here? And you're going to be off track. You've now separated and you're not equally yoked anymore. You're now running different operations. Yeah. So people under, they don't understand this. And I try to make you understand it. 
but you guys sometimes are still fighting me, but I get it. Somebody says she prefers her dog over you. Yeah, or she wants to get a pet. I mean, these things throw off the marriage really quickly. All right, let's get to vetting women. The number one rule of vetting women. Let me give you, somebody says, AKA she's Mexican. Yeah, if you marry a, you know, black men tend to be anti-family oriented, tend to be, unless they live in the South, right? They tend to come from broken homes statistically. This is a general. So black men that date interracially or they date into a family that is very family oriented, it's going to shock the shit out of you. It's going to be a culture shock. And you're going to think everything they do is meaningless. You're like, what is the purpose of all this? And why do we have to do all that? Well, you know, if you, if, if she is like that, you marry into a Latino family, you're going to everything. Quinceañeras, you're going to every goddamn thing. And if you pull her away from that family, that whole family's going to turn on you. That whole family's about to turn on your ass. Because you're taking that person away from the family. Now, in theory, that's how it's supposed to be, but not a lot of people look at that, right? So when you marry into a woman's family, take pay close attention to her family. What is their structure? What are their cultures, their norms, their mores, their expectations? What are they? Because it's going to play a part in your marriage. It's going to play a part in your marriage, even to the point where they move family members in, right? They move family member in. Their Aunt Tia just got out of jail. All right, they need a, Aunt Tia needs a place to live. She has two kids and she's been in jail for seven to nine years. And you have an extra room in your house. <laughs> and they say, well, in their culture, their family, they tell who's going to do what. They were like, Aunt Tia need to move in with you. Okay, the woman typically is like, okay, but here you go. You're like, Aunt Tia's criminal ass ain't moving in with me, not drinking four locos all day. And playing more bounce to the house, not with tattoos on her neck, but Auntia's moving in with you. How's that going to help? How's that going to hurt your their marriage? About to get turned upside down, ninja. Mm. <laughs> you gonna be your marriage is done. Forget it. Forget it. Your marriage is gonna be done. Tia gonna come in there and turn your shit upside down, and she gonna have essays up in there from back in the day with their hair slicked back and shit. And her hair going to be up like that. Yo, you done. <laughs> All right. Anyway, man. You take, but if you take that woman away from that family and say, man, F your family. The essay's going to roll on you, fam. The essay's going to roll on you. So, guys, this is what, this is the typical kind of collapse of your family. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, vetting women, the number one rule. I know we're dragging it out here, but this is the best edutainment on YouTube. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. As we go on this one right here, uh, instructions on vetting women. All right. Number one. Well, this isn't the number one rule yet. All right. But I'm going to tell you the number one rule. Okay. Number one, uh, some things that you need to worry about. First of all, if she has mental health issues, right? If she mentions mental health issues, I would tell you to clear, stay clear away from her. All right. I know guys want to be saviors and you think you can help out or you think you're going to have a helping hand. This goes for women as well. If they say that they're depressed, stressed, anxiety, and things like that, steer clear of them. That's the number one rule. All right, just don't deal with them. Now, if you want to have fornication with them and whatever, maybe, but they're already giving you the precursor that's going to set them off. And they might not e they might not even overstay that. This is why I think people that use that, they're actually giving up the ghost. They're actually giving you a reason to why to not be with them. All right, but guys don't see that coming. 
I certainly missed it, but I overwhelmingly see it now. If I hear any mental health issues, and women will do this as a tactic for damsel in distress to make themselves, you know, I, I need somebody, I need help, and you're like, oh, I can help you. Um, I run, I run. I don't, I don't, I don't play that game. So watch out for that. Number two, if she has a victim mindset. Trust me, um, this is going to hurt you because. You know, she's gone through periods of time where she's been the victim of every relationship failure. And you're next. I mean, you're not going to overcome this. You're the next, you're the next person she's going to blame. So um, if you don't want to become the next person that she's going to blame, you're going to have to work double and triple time. And you'll find out in due time why people treated her the way she has been treated. She's the common denominator. Not all the men were bad. She made mistakes too. So if she reveals that, guys, just get up and run. Just just run. There's no, there's, no, there's no shortage of women, but I know guys live in lack of abundance. They live in scarcity. Uh, number two, number three, if she's distracted, she's distracted. And I'll give you some case scenarios here, and I often tell women they're distracted as a means to let them recognize I'm aware that you're not in the right place, Right? And I'll simply tell them, you seem distracted. Now, I'll say this in conversations, but I'll say this as a means to help. Hey, you know what? I've noticed that just listening to you, you seem distracted. Now, this is going to wake her up. She's going to go, what? People say, when you hear that, you might say this right here. What that mean? What is distracted? What does that mean? Now, I want guys to understand, you don't have to belittle them. You don't have to call them whores and skeezers. They already know who they are. You are telling them something different. Then they're going to start keen. You know, they're going to start being keen in uh, and becoming aware that maybe you know something. And this could apply to almost all of them. He says, this dream, these dreams eliminate 90% of women. Look at one of my most viral videos. I eliminate 90% of women. All right. There should not be any problem with that, gentlemen. But you guys are so desperate to have one night stand sex that you'll do anybody. You seem distracted. A woman comes in, she flies in, she comes in late. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm a few minutes late. I'm never late. I hate when people are late. Okay, you're distracted. But I'm going to just let it slide. Then she's going to talk about how she's going to school. Um, she may be having a job. She's working extra hours. She's picking up an extra job. I got off work late. And she'll give you a series of things that she's dealing with. Most of the time, she's going to make it seem like she's handling it. But what you should say immediately is you seem distracted. Which gives her the in, <laughs> which gives you what, what you're saying to her is you seem like you don't have enough attention for me. You're doing a lot. Congratulations. But sounds like you're dealing with a little too much for a person like me. And you're distracted by a lot of things that seem to be getting you nowhere. Seems like you had enough time to swipe in order for us to meet but it seems like now you don't have a lot of available time. Well, I'm busy doing this. I'm, I'm busy doing that. And I have a brunch and girls trips and I have all of these things. You seem distracted. Okay. That's a great way to vet them out and see what their response is. See what their response is. What do you mean by distracted? And then repeat back what she told you. Well, you were late and you, you were busy all the time and you, you seem to be committed to your job and, 
You seem to be committed to going to get your extra degree to kick your student loan can down the road. You seem to have a lot going on in your personal life. You seem to be very dedicated to your children that came as a package deal. You seem to be dedicated to your court hearing coming up with your baby daddy. You seem distracted. <laughs> and see how they handle it. That's a great way to vet them out. See how they handle it. Do you have time to date? Do you have time for a relationship? Do you have time to fit me in? Am I just going to be an emergency dick in the glass? What, what is this? What are you? <laughs> Instead of saying, what are you looking for? And all of these great, uh, these things that people typically say, just give it back, back to her. Re quote back, back to her. Then you're going to find, well, you know what? <clears throat> it's been stressful lately. Then you realize you're going to open up a whole can of worms. Or anyway. Next thing. Next thing. How she describes herself is not how she is. It probably is more tailored to what she's looking for. All right. Uh, Chris Rock described this as you're dating her representative and vice versa. You can apply this to men as well. All right. But how she describes herself is not how she is. That's not who she is. That's who she would either like to be or like you to be. So she's going to say, I'm strong, I'm independent, I'm a go-getter, right? I'm, I push, push, I'm a bulldog, I, I'm this, I'm never late, I respect people. These are things that qualities she would wish to have or wish you to have. Now, I don't want you to believe anything she's saying because if I describe myself, I would say, I'm magnificent, I'm the king of kings, I am the speaker of truth, right? These things to be true to me, but it's not true to everyone else. So as I go through my elevator pitch, as I go through my affirmations, as I go through affirming myself, there's people that snicker when I say those things. They say, that doesn't represent, you don't represent that to me. Same thing as her. It doesn't represent her, and you can't believe any of it. Let's go to the next one. Ask yourself this. Whatever she's positioning herself as, if she does oversell herself, which women oversell, overpromise, and underdeliver. That is the nature of women. The nature of men is to undersell and um, not deliver, <laughs> right? You basically say, hey, I'm looking for a girl like you, and I'm looking for a girl to help me, and then you get her and you don't deliver, right? You basically lie your way. But they oversell and underdeliver, right? This is why relationships break up, because at some point you call her out for underdelivering, and then she says, but that's not what I agreed to. We'll get to that in a minute. But ask yourself this, if she's so great, if she's so wonderful, why is no one taking that deal? That's how you vet. If you're so wonderful and you're so almighty and you're hyping yourself up this one, why has no one taken this deal? And perhaps the better question is, why didn't the other man recognize this? Especially when you're dealing with older women. Why is nobody else taking this wonderful deal? Well, they didn't see my real value. Oh, they saw something. They saw you reneging. We'll get to that in a minute. They saw you not delivering on what you promised. And they bailed. Or they had to lie to you to get to you, and they false promised you, and they under-delivered. But you're probably going to take a deal that nobody else was taking. And remember that. Anybody you go on a date on with as a gentleman, as men that we're talking about, that have true intentions. You're not trying to fornicate her and toss her to the side. If you have true intentions, you have to ask yourself, 
with all this woman is saying and doing, why nobody else taking this deal? And you're going to find out nobody else is in line to take this dumbass deal she's presenting to you. And it's okay. This is not a, this is not a, <laughs> this is not a negative about her. It's just a reality about her. I'm not belittling her. I'm describing her. See, belittling her would be telling her something about herself that was not necessarily true. Describing you is telling you exactly who you are, and I'm in the business of describing. So I'm describing you right now. Nobody else is taking this deal, and nobody else has taken this deal. Why? <laughs> Let's go on. This is the number one reason and the number one rule of vetting women. And you must understand this. If you don't understand, you're lost. Is that nothing that is promised, nothing that she does initially, nothing that she will do, nothing that she intends to do is permanent. And this applies to all. Nothing that is done, promised, will do, intends to do is going to be permanent. She's going to change. She going to switch up. She going to stop doing. She going to change the rules midstream. She going to have a different interest. She going to not like the deal that she gave up. She's going to reveal herself. The mask is going to fall off. She's going to have a different man come in and give her a different set of promises, and she's going to bite. She's going to want to not. This is what it is. Everything you do and say, add right now to the end of it. I'm going to be a good woman for the next man that comes into my life right now. Everything she says, add right now. I'm looking for my boo, my forever man, the man of my dreams, and I want to be loyal to him and only to him right now. I'm looking for love, and I'm a one-man woman. I would never cheat on you right now. <laughs> I would never take my kids away from a man right now, okay? The rules could change like the winds change, like the sands in an hourglass. The rules change at the drop of a hat, on a dime, pivot real quick. And the key to it is you must pivot with her. If you don't pivot with her, she has to dispose. So this is what we're doing when we understand this, this is the number one rule in vetting women. You get the woman. She passes all the tests because you're testing her. You should be testing her because she's testing you. They all admit to this. She's testing you. In fact, when they date you, they're looking to disqualify, not qualify. They're looking for every means and reason to disqualify you. And some of them are petty. Some of them are legit. You should be testing her. But what men do is try to impress her. This is why I don't agree with games. The concept of it is flawed. You're, you, you're trying to impress her, not test her. You should be testing her, not impressing her. 
But you go about trying to impress her. Oh, baby, I got all this, and I got this fantastic mouthpiece. And girl, girl, I got the I got the prime Johnson. Girl, I'll put it on you, blow your back, and dig a hole in your back. All right, hit that bottom. And girl, I'll take care of you, and I'll take care of you like no other man. I'll talk to you like no other man, and I'll talk and listen, 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 listen. See, you're impressing her. You should be testing her. Show her what she's missing instead of the vice versa. But this is what you don't want to do. You guys want to show, you want to see what you're missing from her. What she brings is not very much different from anyone else. <laughs> yep, I got a real estate portfolio and I got a Porsche 911 and I'm the man where I come from and everybody listen to me. I'm the true alpha male. I'm the, I'm the dominant guy. You're trying to impress her. What she has is no different than anyone else. But you, you have much, much more that distinguishes you from other gentlemen compared to what she distinguishes. What has she got that, she, that another woman can't get, especially what you want? What you want from them ain't different from the next woman. Now, she might bring added value, and that could be seen later, but that's not permanent either. That's based on conditions. You want to drop your dipstick into her catcher's mitt. <laughs> All right, but anyway, once you get to this point, and yes, this requires an abundance mindset. This requires men to actually be somebody as opposed to you being entitled to women. I don't agree with men being entitled to women. We should have loyal women. Why? Women should be loyal to us and be virgins. Why? Women should want to be naturally monogamous and want to have sex with their husbands. Why? Tell me why. Because that's not true. <laughs> They're human beings. They're not robots. That's what you want. Okay. How do you position yourself to get what that, get that? Okay. How do you position yourself to get that? Now, if you don't want to position yourself to get that, monk mode, MGTOW, passport, do whatever you need to do to adjust. Do to whatever you need to do to adjust. But to get these things where you're requiring things of women that would greatly distinguish them from the rest of the pack of the 304s and you ain't done shit that's your fault <laughs> All right? it's not her fault remember that's your fault that's your fault for accepting less i'm in the position of i don't accept less anymore so vetting women is vital Stop running through red flags. Here's a woman here that's going to admit this by the way and of course the way i say things aren't the way that women would say things, but I'm going to tell you, ladies, you agree with me. Watch this woman's going to basically say everything that I talk about. Now, insert, insert any negative characteristic of women that we typically talk about on the red flag list and insert it to what she's saying. All right, because she's going to say crazy, but insert any red flag. And I'm going to share the video right now before we get into the main event. This woman says, right here, this is a country gal with a very cute Minnie Mouse country accent. But listen to what she says, and she's warning you. You're going to ignore the warning because you like what you see or hear. Listen. Like, I literally cannot start talking to a guy without one of the first things them saying to me is something like, I'd marry you for your accent. Like, honey, yes. I know, I sound sweet like cornbread, but are you also prepared to deal with the fact that I am batshit crazy? 
I don't know if anybody's warned you about us southern women, but if you piss us off, you better start praying and you better start running. Because we'll kick your ass. And like, just so you know, it's a package deal. You're getting all of it. Are you prepared to deal with that level of crazy just because you like the way I talk? Let's talk about this. See, most of y'all ninjas will do it. You'll run the red light. You'll go for it. And she warned your monkey ass. She warned you. First of all, she knows she ain't shit. She knows she probably was best with some decent looks and a cute face and some feminine features and shit like this, right? She knows that. She's keenly aware of it. She don't know why y'all dumbasses keep running the red light. In fact, in this skit, she's telling you y'all dumbasses will still deal with this bullshit. And she warned you up front. Now, insert crazy with anything. Tattoos on her neck. Single mother. <laughs> right? You accepted this. It's a package deal. She said, crazy in my voice is a package deal. And your dumb ass going to do it because you're horny. And I'm going to be different. And you got game. And you got masculine frame. And she telling you. She telling you flat out. And by the way, women do this all the time. They'll tell you, if you can't accept me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. That's a warning flat. That's like the warning on the pack of a cigarette. A woman will say, I know I'm crazy, but my peace leave is good. I mean, what kind of, that is literally a warning sign, and you will run past it. Insert anything. I have depressing anxiety and stress. It's a package deal. You'll run right by it. <laughs> okay, I have high expectations. Spoil me. Um, 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 I love the travel. Warning. <laughs> you'll run right past it Th this is an example of what i'm talking about i'm spoiled and entitled and i i expect the man to spoil me nope well she's cute and i like her voice and i like her titties and ass <laughs> right men like this just go just gonna rent a chick rent i would rent her i mean like ma'am how much for the rental <laughs> right take me as i am that, guys, these are all warnings. They keep warning you, and they keep posting memes, and they post skits about this, and everybody sniggles and laughs, and then she turns out to be exactly what she said. And she says, I warned you. <laughs> all right, I warned you. She comes from a broke background, a broken home, and you don't. And your family says, she's from the other side of the tracks. Don't do it. And then she ends up being exactly that, right? And then everybody said, you, you, you should have known. Should have known, and we warned you, and she warned you. Let me play it again so you can hear it now of the warning she gave y'all ninjas. Like, I literally cannot start talking to a guy without one of the first things them say to me is something like, I'd marry you for your accent. Like, honey, yes, I know, I sound sweet like cornbread, but are you also prepared to deal with the fact that I am batshit crazy? I don't know if anybody's warned you about us Southern women, but if you piss us off, you better start praying and you better start running because we'll kick your ass. And like, just so you know, it's a package deal. <laughs> there it is. It's a package deal. There you go. All right, I'll take it. And then you'll go fornicate with her for weeks on the end. And then you'll be like, well, I'm tired of this piece leave. And you'll do what men do. You'll violate everything that you promised. Yes, men are responsible for this. 
You want to pump and dump. You want to treat her goofy. And then she's down there poking holes in your tire. And she said, I done told you. <laughs> I done told you I'm crazy. I actually had a woman tell me this one time. Um, and I backed away from her uh, because it was a situation where we were long distance. This was years ago. And uh, she was a cute Australian chick, a different one. And uh, we would go back and forth and visit. And then what happened was she was like, well, listen, I'm growing accustomed to being with you and all this stuff. And she said, listen, if we go any any further and it doesn't work out, you're igniting the crazy. She said this to me and I stopped in my tracks. She wasn't living in Australia. She was from Australia. So she says, if we keep doing this, you're going to ignite the crazy if this doesn't work out. I said, I heeded the warning. I said, well, that's it. That's it right there. Now, <laughs> I was like, that's all the, that's the, all the warning I needed to know. And people were after her. She had a lot of suitors, male suitors that want to fornicate with her. But that's all I needed to know. I was like, okay. Thanks for warning me. This is going to be the last time we talk. But y'all ninjas would have went in here and she would have got emotional. She would have opened her legs. Her legs would have flopped open like this. You would have won. You would have dug her out. You would have hit that bottom. And then guess what? <laughs> right? <laughs> no, she didn't say the N word. No. But guess what? You'd have been done. So it'd have been a wrap. And then you would have been trying to beg her off. Guys, once, you know, once women start doing things, they're a bull. They're like a bull in a China shop. They will destroy. They don't give a shit. They get become narrow vision. Focused only on you. And you're going to wish, you're going to be asking everybody, the courts, the police, you're going to be asking everybody, your mama to help, your sisters. You're going to be like, hey, man, somebody help me get this bitch. Nope. Nope. Nobody going to help you, ninja. <laughs> All right. And you're going to be like, she loved me for me. She loves me for me. No, she has attachment syndrome. She's not, she doesn't love, she attaches. You guys confuse love and attachment. Okay, you think because a person's all about you and want to be near you and cuddling with you, that's that oxytocin kicking her ass. And she's developing an attachment to you. And so her attachment is reflected as love. But it's not love, it's attachment. Okay, and a lot of people have attachment, not love. So know the difference and mature yourself and get there. I don't mind a woman being in love or attached, or attached to me. However, it's somewhat awkward that they can do that we're relatively a couple of sexual sessions. Now she's attached to me and I love you and you're mine and I'll be with you forever. And I'll be why? Cause I had, I sexed you down. Right. For men that doesn't equate. We don't understand that because that's not how it works for us. We don't get attached over sex. Some men, some men do. Most of us don't. Okay. We, we don't attach based on just being pen, uh, getting, well, pe us penetrating a woman. We don't. We look at it like a handshake, a great handshake. We look at like, hey, I got some. But anyway, women attach to you over sex. And if you stop playing that game, if you understand that, you'll stop fornicating with crazy women. Let me get to the doom and gloom part of the show. Let's get into the doom and gloom. Yes, we're continuing this show. All right, we're continuing. Sorry for the headphone guys in the building. The American dream is dead. <laughs> American dream is dead guys ladies and gentlemen let's take you to a couple of videos 
where we're going to show and prove. Remember, I show my work and we prove our work. Let's take a look at some of these marsupials out here that are dealing with the American dream dying. First of all, let's give you the definition, and uh, you'll probably agree with me. You initially don't agree with me, but then when I tell you what the American dream was, you'll find out that it is certainly dead. All right, the American dream by, this is Webster, Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a happy way of living. We already done, most of y'all already done on the first part of the definition, a happy way of living. It's already dead for most of y'all. Most of us aren't even living happily even if you make a good salary. So that's, it's already dead on the first phrase there. But let me continue. A happy way of living that is thought of by many Americans as something that we can achieve by, that can be achieved by anyone, anyone in the United States. That's already dead. Mm-hmm. All right. We already have the pro-blacks are already exited the building on the American dream. They already know in their own world that they can't achieve the American dream. So, they're out. A lot of women are out. A lot of men in general are out. Some immigrants are still in or checked out at that point. So don't at me about the American dream is dead. When we not can already show, show you the definition, people out. Last one. The, it can be achieved by anyone, especially by working hard and becoming successful. People are already dipped out on that as well, right? Because there's people now that say, well, working hard is not going to make the difference. Being successful doesn't mean you have the American dream. There's people that have dipped out the entire definition just right there. In fact, I would venture to say 95 people have dipped the hell out Mm. on this definition alone. But you mad at me telling me I'm doom and gloom when you already know that it's not possible right now. So let's get to it. Now, it's possible for me. It's possible for me. It's possible for it's possible for a lot of immigrants that coming across the border right now. But let me play you some videos. How about we do this? And these don't represent every American, but you know, if you're financially tight right now, if you're worried about your student loan, if you're worried about getting evicted, you're worried about rising rent costs. Yeah, a lot of people are feeling the crunch. And here's one woman that's gonna explain her girl math. Here we go. I quite literally have seven dollars in my forty. Well, I'd need to take it off chipmunk mode. Okay, but let's go ahead and play it. Shout out to Newski for providing these videos for today. This woman's going to say she's broke. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Okay. I quite literally have $7 and like 41 cents in my checking account right now. And all I know is that God is faithful. I'm not worried about all the other stuff. You know why I have $7? It's because all my bills are paid. He provided a way for my bills to be paid. And now I got two legs at work and I'm going to the gym. All for his glory, period. Okay. All right. So she's got $7.35 in her purse. God going to solve the problem. And she's happy she's going to the gym. All right. But that doesn't give her the American dream. She's settling. Let's continue. So I live in a townhome and they just recently increased our rent. So when we first moved in, it was 2021 and we were paying 1,910 a month. Okay. That includes our internet. So that doesn't include, you know, other utilities. So that to me was expensive. And I was like, we're, that's, that's really expensive. So this year when we signed our lease, they said that they were gonna increase our rent. 
and then to find out when they did increase it, it was actually $300. So the increase was $300. So now with that increase of $300, it's, I, I just don't understand how people can do this. Uh, let me continue. So I don't understand how they expect people to live because between me and my husband, we make, I mean, we should, we make enough that we should be able to live comfortably. And this is a stretch. So let's, let's, let's kill the entitlement real quick. I want you to understand, you're going to hear this phrase in several videos. I don't understand how they think we should be able to live. That's called entitlement. Guys, what you don't understand is they don't give a rat's ass how they expect you to live. <laughs> okay. How do you think they, first of all, who is they? Who, how do they expect who to live? What? Who are you talking about? Your employer? They don't give a fuck about you. They trying to get the bottom line. You're going to live like an indentured servant. You're going to live like a state. I don't know if you what you know about America. What made America great is what Americans went through. First of all, I'm not going to have to mention that. I'm going to have to mention it. But slavery was one thing. But let me tell you where Americans came from. Okay, we have slavery, the peculiar institution. How do you think they thought they were going to live? Giving them scraps of food, low on the hog, giving them cornmeal and sauce and salt to cover up the disgusting food that they were eating, living in slave quarters. Do you think they cared? No, they were thinking about that bottom line. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about this. The Great Depression. See, the entitlement is off the charts. They equal BlackRock. Yes. New, new, That's new, they. New world order. See, prior to all this entitlement, oh, I get a house and a kid, this American dream shit. America wasn't a dreamy place to be. In fact, yes, you had to take risks, work hard, and or be born in the right family. I don't know if you see this photo here. It says, four children for sale inquire within. How do you think they expect us to live? What? You think they care, fam? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Why can't my dad, why can't you give my dad a job? Uh, this is the American dream right here. Free soup, coffee, and donuts for the unemployed. Look at the line, the rescue mission. Oh, by the way, these men are dressed up in suits. Please give my dad a job. You get Nathan out here, fam. And that's how they intended to be. Because they need you out here. They need you out here busting your butt grinding. They need you out here in debt. That's what they need you to do. They're not here to provide you with a lifestyle that is relatively easy. Sure, we came from a period of time where we had that. But much most people didn't. They had to kind of make a way. They had to make a way. This is Great Depression photos right here. Families waiting for aid. Sure, we can put these pictures up now. Okay, but 
what entitled world do you live in where they are supposed to provide you with anything? See, this is why you don't get ahead. Because you think, you think you're entitled to something. And we lived in a world where that was partially true. But we determined that that was fake, like these skits that I show you. In essence, you've been living off credit the entire time, the house of cards. You've been living off these fake and faulty mortgages, which many people got taken advantage of. All right? But there y'all go. What do you mean they? How do you expect, how do they expect us to live? They don't really care. Right? Let's show you this. Let's show you this. This is why you got to start thinking of yourself first. Okay? How do you, how do they expect us to live? They don't. They expect you to make a way. They expect you to do your part. They expect you to realize how to get together and stop thinking selfishly, meaning that, well, I don't need no man and and these hoes crazy. Yeah, that ain't working. How's that working out for you? Okay. How's that working out? They're giving you the plan. Remember, as Corey Holcomb said, the system worked on you. The system's working on you. That's how they expect you. Remember, uh, they're showing you that they're over in Maui buying up land that is being burnt up. Do you think they care about how you're going to live after your house has been burned up? No. They are trying to get their investments taken care of. They are trying to plunk down and take advantage of a opportunity that went bad. How do people expect us to make it in the ghetto like that? They don't. Mm. <laughs> right? They need your ass to turn your kids over to daycare. They need you to achieve less. They need you to work your fingers to the bone and barely make it. Do you think they care? Okay. They don't care. I don't know what you've been watching. This is why when you want people to care and they don't care, you're offended. I'm telling you right now, they don't care. And here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. You've been seeing this in real time. It's easy for us to have revisionist history. I showed you the Great Depression. I showed you the black ghettos. I showed you the people in the bottoms, blacks. I talked to you about, I showed you the photos. People living in the, in the Dust Bowl in Oklahoma, many of these people, their only choice was to drive to Bakersfield, California and set up shop, all right, because it, it looked like the Dust Bowl in Oklahoma. Let me show you that real quick, right here. Uh, the Dust Bowl was in the Great Depression when people were starving out in Oklahoma during a massive drought. Many of those people took up shop in Texas and California, okay, in the dirty areas of California, okay? Now, when it comes to this, I'm going to show you what your normal reaction is to this is you seek solution through, unfortunately, they. You go to they for the solution. Now, we've gone through similar situations like that. We had the JFK transition, if you will, which was essentially a coup. Um, and it transitioned in uh, they, all right? And they set up shop on your ass in the form of what? In the form of the Civil Rights Acts, they, which basically hand crippled your community for a long time and ushered in the 80s crack errors, they. How do they expect you to live? They, they expect you to vote for them for the next 200 years. Mm. All right, you had uh, the New Deal. How does FDR, how do they expect, you also had Reaganomics. How do they expect you to have the economics trickle down to you? Reaganomics. How do they? Ex- they don't. 
They expect your ass to go to work, right? They expect your ass to be uh, swallowing debt because you see the buppies, you see the yuppies and the buppies winning. But you ain't winning, so you got to have to plug in. How did they do? They told you to go get a BMW 3 Series to feel like they. They told you to try to go get a house on bad mortgages and predatory lending so you can be like they. They told you a mind is a terrible thing to race and you rush to college like they. You also, women, said, I need to go into college and you took out student loans like they so you can get a degree like they. Only that they got in a better position, you didn't. Okay. What about the dot-com bubble? What about the housing crisis, the housing market crash? What about the pandemic? What about build back better? So we have a lot of days in control and us paying the bill. We paid the bill for the bailout banks and these people left with a golden parachute. They, they left with millions of dollars of retirement, millions of dollars of severance packages. They, and we paid the bill. By the way, why is Gen Z struggling? Because of our greed, our selfishness, because they told us we could have a McMansion with no money down, interest-only payments, and stated income, stated assets. So your parents uh, essentially wiped out your future because they were selfish. They wanted to live like they. Then now you proceed to vote in what? what you perceive as they are going to help us, okay? In essence, this is the latest they. Obamacare was another they. Oh, Obamacare was so successful. It was another they, and you voted it in. By the way, the reason why you have lost your American dream is because you voted it out, but you don't even understand. You voted it out on on an ever-increasing basis, mostly because they promised you it would be changed. They promised you it would be better for you when they got their greasy palms on your money and they made your ass go to work, (laughs) all right? Meanwhile, you got distracted. That's what you got distracted by. You got distracted by uh, George Floyd, pronouns, uh, 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 strippers. uh, What do they call them? Drag queen strippers. You got distracted by... Uh, uh, institutional racism, gender war, bread and circus, skits, Kardashians, your addiction to vices, partying, crate challenges, social media, stanky leg. That's people. You got distracted. You voted this in. And now you're wondering why they ain't going to help you. By the way, if you wanted to see what BBB is, I didn't warn you about BBB. That is a $1.75 trillion bill to provide universal free daycare and shit like that. Also, money to Ukraine. There's the package that you voted for. In the billions, where's the money they got from you? You see this amount in billions. See, what you thought was you were doing a good deal. Yeah, let's help the poor. And that's not how you do things, but... You keep asking for it, and you keep getting your ass taxed on it. Amount in billions, $400 billion to child care and preschool. Where all the loser kids go? Where all the future criminals go? Where all the women that send their kids so they can go get a paycheck? I did a stream on this yesterday. Home care in the hundreds of billions. Child tax credit in the 200s of billions. 
clean energy mm, and the $555 billion. Medicare hearing, $35 bill. Housing, $150 bill. What did I tell you about housing? What do I tell you about housing? Why would people in housing want to help people get into housing when they can keep their job trying to get people in housing? Because if they achieve getting people in the housing, they don't have no job trying to get people in the housing. But people don't see it my way. It's okay. What about um, higher education workforce? Uh, equity. Immigration. $100 billion to open that border up and let the equivalent of $2 million per year come in. And you wonder why there's people coming into Chicago and New York, what they called sanctuary cities. Why do you think they're coming in with that borders left wide open? And why do you think these people are getting money? You voted it in. You remember? See, this is what people don't remember. And I'm not critical. I'm critical of the Republicans and the Democrats. But you then ask, how do they expect us to live? Well, they expect to do what you ask them to do right there and skim a little bit off the top. It's pretty clear, but people, and, and by the way, you didn't hear this part of the campaign. You were too busy burning down Atlanta, Los Angeles, New York, and he was too busy in the basement not telling you what he was going to do and just skipping it out there, but I noticed it, and I said, oh, what's Bill back better? Y'all ninjas didn't care because you were too busy hiding from the flying virus. All right, but that's neither here nor there either. I blame you, not me, but I called it out on time. I don't have revisionist history. I take the chance to call the shit out in real time. All right? So when you ask why they only sending X amount of dollars to Maui, well, that's not what we voted for, is it? Look back down here. That's not what we voted for. We voted for the money to go here. That's what we voted for. It's right here, clearly, in the fine print. It's there with that $555 billion. All right, but look, it's not they that ruined the American dream. Yes, it certainly is them. They kind of manipulated you. But the reason why we're in a position we're in today and so many Americans are feeling hurt, bamboozled, finessed, is because we asked for it. We asked for it simple. I don't know how much more to tell you. Uh, we also did this, uh, the Gen Xers and the Millennials, buying McMansions, buying boats, trying to be like they, and then you went bankrupt. Uh, also, marriages, trying to do marriages. I'm, I've been one to say marriages for the elite. Now they passed it on the normies, and they gave you a reason, an incentive to break the family up. Once your family is broken, I got a question. If your family is broken, how do you think that you guys will both be economically sufficient? This does not make sense. This mind, Your family's broken, meaning the legacy and the lineage is broken. Not only that, the finances get disrupted and broken and divvied up. How do you expect to make it? I mean, <laughs> how do you expect to become what, a 401k? I don't get it. You broke up the family's finances. Single motherhood. How in the world do you expect you to be a single parent 
and thrive economically. That like you decreased, you basically shot yourself in the foot. Then add multiple kids to that. You shot yourself in the foot. So where's the day coming from? So now if it comes from these welfares that we're talking about, sure, sure. But you're only going to get a limited amount. But that 401k is not going to get you. In fact, if you missed this part of the show, I kind of went through it already where I showed you um, this right here. Let me see here. I think it's this one right here. Oh, yeah. Um, And I've been preaching this for a long time, just so you know. Let me see if I can pull this up. Right here. Strap for cash. More Americans are making early withdrawals from their retirement savings. So, So there goes that 401k. There goes that 401k for a lot of people. And most people, I showed you the average amount of people's 401k, it's dismal. All right. It's not going to be sufficient. So now we have a lot of people who've kicked this can down the, down the road for decades. And they're getting here now, 55, 60, 65, and there's not much left. All right. There's not much left to sustain them, although they don't have the energy and the capacity to work. I mean, it's pretty simple. Unfortunately, we have too many people that say they need to help, a.k.a. I'm going to vote in the solution. And you end up bamboozling yourself every single time because they figure out we can give you crumbs because you're desperate enough as opposed to actually helping you. All right, let me show you this here. Show you this right here. Let's let them continue. I have my brother that lives with me as a roommate. Luckily, but this is just absolutely ridiculous. And I don't understand how people who are living off of minimum wage, which is literally $15 now. How are you guys surviving? How are you- yeah, how are you surviving? I would like to know. You guys buying groceries. How are you guys having children? How are you guys paying for your car payments? I just don't understand. Like how much longer yep. is it? going to be before people are literally just homeless again there's money in that there was 150 billion for that i don't think they mind i don't think they mind atlanta just invested four million dollars to stack um um aluminum homes like in ready player one in a downtown area there's money for that at this point and they're just taking just they're just taking all this money and people are just suffering. And I just don't understand how anybody can fucking afford anything right now. It's just fucking ridiculous. You're going to keep working. That's what you're going to do. Uh, so people that, you know, think slavery ended, it, it didn't in context. We were in servitude. We we're in servitude because they told you you could get a house and a dog and kids and, and all that. And we did it. And we are now paying it off for 20, 30, 40 years. Yes. All right, let me go to one more gentleman here. He has his shirt off, but uh, he's going to break it down to you right here. He's going to break it down. ...to speak with uh, the leasing agents. And I want to show you the economy, the housing market that, not even housing, the rental market that I'm supposed to just be able to live in comfortably, right? Okay, let's go over this. Let's just take a look. We've got 406 square feet, right? It's a studio, one bathroom. 406 is small. That is small. I actually lived in one that small for a year. 406 square feet of living space. 
$2,200. That does not include utilities that you have to pay for yourself. I have to pay for water, gas, electric, um, and trash. That's what adults do. But here's the thing. You guys have short memories. I don't think you realize that people warned you of this back when they bailed out the banks. They were like, we just leveraged our children's and our grandchildren's future. Who remembers that? Am I the only one that remembers that? I remember it clearly that that's what they said we were doing. And then on top of that, they also said these people were leaving with a golden parachute from Lehman and Goldman Sachs. And they did it, and we didn't bat an eye. We kind of said, well, these banks are too big to fail. And we basically was like, okay, life goes on. And then the pandemic, you throw that on top of that. You throw the dot-com crash. You throw, um, uh, you know, the last few or five, Obamacare, the, the last four presidents. Y'all think it's just not going to have a long-term effect on us? Oh, uh, yeah, people are too young. That's what they said. That's what they said when the bank bailouts. They said, we just leveraged our children, our grandchildren's future, and we're living it right now. <laughs> we're living it in real time. In this complex already, like the studio. Um, and then on top of that, I have to make 2.5 times the rent. So they're wanting me to make six, $7,000 a month in order for me to even just be like approved to live in 406 square feet of living space by myself. This is, this is me. I'm, I'm single. I'm alone. I've been single my entire life. I have to figure out how to find a place to live, right? But then let's go to the one bedroom. I swear I saw this dude on the, at a BLM march too. So that's neither here nor there. Uh, you should have, you got swindled. In one bathroom, something that is livable, a lot more space, something maybe even a couple could live in. Let's check that out. So here we go. We've got the one bed, one bath, 680 square feet, right? Of living space as a couple. A little tight, but we might be able to make it work. You wonder how much this one cost? For, for a couple hundred extra square feet of living space, one bedroom, one bathroom, right outside of a studio, this is what it cost. $2,386. Again, not including utilities. Why is it that a single person has to be okay with paying $2,200 for 400 square feet of living space for a single person. But if I was a couple and I was moving with my boyfriend or girlfriend and into this space. Yeah, but see, he, he gave himself up. He gave himself up. Did you hear it? See, remember I said you're distracted. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're distracted. You're distracted. All right, you 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 were worrying about the wrong shit. All right, so, all right, your boyfriend or girlfriend, you were worried about hate and tweets, and you were worrying about George Floyd and. But what? Here's the thing, man. The things that are gone are company loyalty. It's gone. Pensions gone. Saving for retirement. It's impossible for many. Saving for your down payment on your home, supporting your family on one income. We gave all of it away to feel good. We gave all of it away to get in debt and get our McMansion and live our lives. We gave it, all, we threw money that would normally uh, flow. We asked for it to be given away to other people that were less fortunate to us, right? We asked for these things to happen. And now we have less patriotism. 
we are anti-cultural. We, 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 like, we don't like America. We people have still fighting to stand against America. Um, we have a counterculture promotion of gang violence for at least 40 years of promotion of gang violence, increased homicide, increased promotion of drug use, promotion of alcohol abuse, promotion of debauchery, promotion of sexual um, gratification, instant. And you're wondering why we are where we are, right? You wonder why people have fear, anger, and despair. We have promotion of mass immigration. Open that border up. And then you're wondering why people can't take jobs. Uh, it's it's mind-boggling to me. To me, it's mind-boggling. Now, you have to pivot. You have to all make a decision in unison, but we're worried about what pronouns people call us. Distraction. Distraction. And then you're wondering why the rent's going up. You wonder because you weren't paying attention. I was paying attention. But, of course, you call me a conspiracy nut and... You call me all of this stuff, man. And I was paying attention. I was telling you what was going to happen, and it happened. But let's continue. It's only 2386 For a little more than $100 a month, I could have actual living space. Now let's tickle on the fact that, you know, what, what if me and my boyfriend or girlfriend are living a little bougie and we want a little more living space? How much would that cost? What would that look like? It would look like this. A one bed, one bath. 711 square feet of living space, That's right? small. That's ample space for a couple, a young couple, couples around my age that are looking to get out and get some rental history uh, before they, you know, buy a home or they just want to move out away from their parents. This is something they can do. You know how much this costs? $2,512 per month. Where is he at? What city is he in? This is... This is what I would want to live in comfortably, right? This is where I would want to spend my time and money and create my own livable space on my own, independent, away from my family, away from my parents. This looks great for me, but it would cost me $2,512 a month, not including the utilities, not including my car insurance, not including any student debt that I have. Yeah, see, yeah, I mean, pile it on, guys, again. Uh, much of what we do, I've done streams on this, and I called it the million-dollar uh, debt that people assume before they even hit 25 and 30. We're already millions of dollars in debt, and that's, dude, there's a bigger story. Just look up Woodrow Wilson. This is kind of by design and your intention, sold through through banks and promises of you'll pay this off easily. We know that this is not true. Not only that, we are addicts. Um, we have vices, and you add on to that the reality of the situation. You're not paying it off. Uh, the million dollars of debt, the episode is available here on YouTube. Um, it goes um, uh, college debt and, and, uh, or any debt incurred through uh, failure to launch, right? Delaying your growth, telling people their kids at 18 and 20, this is all foolishness uh, to get you to be over here um, medicating yourself for a whole decade, losing time. Uh, we go through marriage. Divorce is part of the million-dollar debt and the mortgage. And there's much, much more with the consumer debt. You're already close to, just metaphorically, millions of dollars in debt. All right, but it really turns into like 200000 But then when you tack on the interest and all the payments you've made, minimum pay, it, it really turns into a million dollars. Uh, when you talk about a marriage, pets, 
you don't count that into your debt because you're paying that off. You're trying, you're trying to avoid it, right? And then even your health care erodes, so your money goes to maintenance of your health care or actually repair of it. So this is a million dollars. Most of us are in, based on our birth certificate, a million dollars in debt. This is why I call it servitude. Not including X, Y, and Z, food, putting clothes on my back. Well, you didn't achieve that. You don't have a clothes on your back. Let me see if there's another one. And what he's figuring out is to qualify for that. He needs this income per month. All right. Not many people are making that per month. Absolutely not. Especially at an age under age of 30. And so we need to help Gen Z realize that it was Gen X and the baby boomers who leveraged their future. Okay. Through our pure, unadulterated unselfishness, through our emotions, and they let us down that path easily. Easily. Um, <laughs> here's another woman here, last one. And uh, all they had to say, all they had to say was change. All they had to say was, um, what do you have to lose? Trump, Obama, change. Um, um, uh, Biden. Biden, he, he had no campaign, zero, all right? Weapons of mass destruction, George Bush, uh, Obamacare, free health care for all. And we literally leveraged everything for that while they was in our back pockets the entire time, all right? Anyway, uh, there was even more people, oh, uh, read my lips, no new taxes, George H.W. Bush. Uh, Bill Clinton was, um, what was Bill Clinton's catchphrase? Was, uh... Uh, don't stop believing or some shit like that, <laughs> right? They, how do they expect us? Okay. All right, last, last one. So uh, why are they charging that much for rent? My downstairs neighbor, okay, exact same floor plan that I have. I signed my lease in January, and I know there's going to be people that's like, that's cheaper, that's expensive, but whatever. Two bed, two bath, 1,100 square feet. I pay $1,639 before they add stuff. Now, I've been critical of this, getting it back to feminism. She should be somebody's wife and somebody's mother. I know this is misogyny, but you guys are screwed. This woman should be somebody's wife and somebody's mother. And I think she is married, but she should be wifey. She shouldn't be worrying about any of this shit because now she's just part of the problem. She didn't improve her position. You know, women generally did not improve their position by continuing to kick kick the feminism can down the road, they worsen their position. It's, it's very obvious. There's only a small percentage of women that actually benefited from this. The majority are just broke, but they're, they're confused. They don't know which way to turn. So they're turning to sex work. Essentially, they're wise for rent. In one way or another, even if they're dating, they're, they're wise for rent. They're dating and fornicating. Let, let, her, let her continue here. But my base rent is sixteen thirty nine. After everything, it's seventeen fifteen. That's what I pay every month. Okay, so sixteen thirty nine. So my downstairs neighbors lived there for like two months and then moved out. I would love to know the tea on that. I would. And if you've been here since my Florida days, I'm not talking about the downstairs neighbors that called the cops. That's a whole separate story in a whole separate state. Okay, now now we're in Texas. So, anyways, downstairs mo neighbors move out. They moved out in Florida too, but also Texas. And I'm like, hmm. So I go on the website to see how much they're renting that apartment for. Keep in mind my 1639. $2247. I know every realtor's argument's gonna be like, yeah, but it's the summer, it's the peak time to move. Is that not like a $600 increase in the last five months? 
I'm gonna need to have like a chat with whoever signed that lease genuinely because you're getting robbed. They haven't even moved in yet. I don't know if anyone has, but it was the only two bed, two bath apartment open for $22.47. And much of what they're doing is they're just learning life. Unfortunately, they're learning life on steroids financially. I mean, unfortunately, they're they're being delivered this dilemma. So you're seeing that they can't start families. They can't marry. Marriage seems like a not a good choice or decision. They say, I'll wait until I'm in a better financial position. Some women wait until they're a better financial position, and they just wait until infinity. They're like, oh, well, I, I thought I am, and I'm still young. So they'll party, fornicate. You know, they'll have fun. They'll travel. And they'll have debt at the end of it. And then they just never get in that position. It just, economically, we get worse and worse. Uh, I just want to say this. The solution, for the people who don't understand the solution, money mindset, patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. Number one, that's the solution. Number two, free aging lifestyle for men. Ladies, if you want to live it too, go ahead. But for men, it is vital not to throw your life away in your 20s and 30s thinking you have hope that somebody's going to come in and save you. You must do what you need to become in your 40s. You need to lay the groundwork in your 20s and 30s. Gone are the days where game and mouthpiece even matter. It's a poverty mindset. That shit does not matter anymore. All right? You can make it matter in your own mind. That shit is for Mickey Mouses. I mean, that's some low-quality shit. It doesn't matter any day. Sex is not as scarce as it used to be. So getting it, you can, dude, dudes are becoming very comfortable with just paying for it. That's where we are at now. And not only that, women are becoming comfortable with selling it. So it doesn't mean what it used to mean. Those days are gone. Scarcity of women is gone. Desperate women are here. They're here to stay. Where do you need to go with it? Lay down everything you need to be. So lay down everything you need to become as a man now instead of thinking you're entitled to a woman and a wife and a loyal woman today. Those days are gone. That ship is sailed. I'm sorry. It's not coming back. It's hard out here for dating. And women are loyal to themselves, their feelings, and they're loyal to most of the finances and all that stuff. It's gone. So these are things, again, the American dream. A lot of you guys are stuck there and you're depressed that you can't get it. Why can't I get a woman that's loyal? Gone. Why can't I get a company that's loyal to me? Gone. What, co what companies are loyal to you now? None. Zero. So you want that to come back, and you're mad it's not coming back. It's not coming back. Not in the near future, it's not. All right? We still got to live out the realities of what we, what we caused over the last 40 years. Adapt or die. You're waiting for they to usher in some policy to make rent more affordable. It's not. Hold up, guys. Why would they do that? The best you can expect rents to... Um, uh, come down is that they have a surplus of units. And I told you why they're building a surplus of units. You guys, you guys got to remember, we're going forward. You got to kind of good self and, and, and eliminate all of your distractions. I told you years ago on this show that have you noticed they're building less single family residences and more mega apartment units? I told you this like three years ago. I was like, have you noticed that? Everywhere you go, I'm seeing mega apartment buildings built. That should occlude you in. Because they knew way before you found out that that's how people were going to live. They're going to be less marriages, less children, less families, and people are going to live in these uh, stacked up, converted 
apartments, thin-ass walls, and cheap-ass carpets. And they knew they were going to get their best money out of that. That's where the money was going to be. Now, we had a little peak of home building recently because of um, the pandemic. So people, they went and built like crazy. All right, but it's the they knew it was coming. So now that's where you're going to live, <laughs> right? Until all the white people, <laughs> until you get your chance to go out to the suburbs and the white people run back to the cities and gentrify it. I mean, it's pretty, pretty, pretty simple. I can see it, but you guys don't. And then you'll be stuck there. And then you'll be stuck running. It's until you figure out, all right, all right, let me, let me figure out what's best for me. Let me go in here and let's figure out what's best for me. All right, because I can't depend on they anymore. They have a plan for you. Can I get out of that plan? Uh, men have adapted, meaning going their own way, passport. Uh, men have seen the world turn global. I think race is absolutely a, a dumbass decision to rest yourself on and talk about. It's useless at this point. Even making it even an issue is useless. I think people who do it are taking advantage of you. Almost the gender war is almost goofy to talk about. Now, I gonna, I'm going to talk about it. I don't think there's a gender war. They Women ain't never won. They ain't even been close to winning. It's kind of like thinking Ukraine's winning the war. Well, they're only winning because we keep dumping money in there. Right? Right? It, it would have been lost a long time ago. But... Same thing with the gender war. It's only winning because we keep dumping the money there and putting the attention there. All right, they done lost a long time ago. And they're going to lose for the next 40 years based on the old they dug. All right, so that, that's even to the point where it's not going to matter. We're global now. We're global. The globalists took it global. You just ain't found out yet, <laughs> right? And you haven't adapted. We're global now. We're about the money. Not only that, we're going digital currency this is going digital we're going global you can work uh, uh, by the way the people in the philippines have figured this out they're actually working for americans now for cheaper and they're making off like bandits doing stuff that you could be doing but you're waiting for a job the frustrating thing is people y'all gonna be left behind you're still trying to do the American dream. Two kids that you don't have control over, that, that parent that tell you how to parent them, white picket fence, nice big old comfy house, nice two cars, three-car garage, <laughs> and all of that. You're still trying to hammer down that American dream, and you can't get out of the rent part of it. You still want you a loyal girl, a loyal wife, a nice wife at 22, firm, fertile, fit, and feminine. Not many. <laughs> Not many people are going to be able to do this. And, and, and somebody's here. He says, so what the F, what the fox are we supposed to do as men? Just be alone. Help us. I told you, I told you, I told Have you bought the book? Free agent lifestyle is the future. It doesn't say be alone. See, you're mad that I took your wife away. Do you have a wife at, are you, how old are you, sir? Do you have a wife at 22? You do not. You can't even get her to settle down at 28. You can't even get her to settle down at 32. 
What do you want me to do about it? I didn't do it. You guys did it. Now you want me to solve it? <laughs> See, this is a guy that's dealing with this, and he's not thinking third, dimen third dimensionally. He's thinking that he wants the American dream. And you keep hitting your head against this wall. You can get it if you're lucky, or you can cultivate it and make it happen. Or you can get your passport, or you can move to a place where you have that advantage. They're third world. They need you. They're desperate. They'll marry you tomorrow. But you better wake up fast. I'm going to show you one more time the definition. I got to get to these super chats. And if you think I'm wrong, <laughs> right, you need to prove me wrong. And not with what they call evidence that is, um, uh, I can't even think of the name. Not with, um, oh gosh, anyway. Not with evidence that you're doing it, right? I can't think of the name. Somebody give it to me. Not with evidence, oh, well, I'm doing, not with, that's not how you prove me wrong. All right, well, I'm a woman and I got self-sufficient. Okay. Uh, anecdotal, thank you, slipped my mind. Do not use anecdotal evidence to say, well, I'm a woman and I have every, or there's white people in the suburbs that I know that are, we're not doing that. <laughs> okay. What I'm telling you is, the things that you want are almost unattainable now for the most part. And if you, listen, it's right here in front of your face. Let me show you here. Here's the definition. Let's go back. Oh, I didn't even touch on immigration. Here, American dream, a happy way of living. Most of y'all ain't even happy right now. Come on, man. Let's, I'm not happy. Most of y'all claiming and resting on the fact that you're depressed and you're trying to sell me on it. Why would I buy that if I want to live the American dream for myself? Then it says that a happy way of living that is thought of by many Americans as something that can be achieved by anyone. That's already, we are already eliminated 75% of people right there. All right. Then anyone in the U.S., what? Especially by working hard. And becoming successful. There's people that watch people become successful and they do everything to tear that success down instead of watching him become successful and learn and duplicate it. In our world today, now that we go on digital, now that we go on global, people have figured it out. People have got jumped on social media and made careers. What do people do? Do they do it? Do they replicate it? No. They say, oh, these guys are losers. Hmm. Well, they seem to be living the American dream. They seem to be making more money than their parents made their entire life. We want social media to be dead. We need to cancel him. See, that's an example of not moving forward with you're moving against. And you're trying to go back to say, if we just work hard and be successful, we just work hard, we'll be successful and be able to afford a house. Is that happening? Is that happening? <laughs> It's not, you're figuring out working hard doesn't, it's not enough. So then you go get another job. You take out another personal loan. All to go back. You go out in March. How, how, how has that been successful? It hasn't. And people will argue, well, they no longer use the chokehold no more. Well, I didn't plan on getting choked by the police anyway. <laughs> right. I don't care about no chokehold. All right, I wasn't writing bad checks. I don't care about the chokehold, so I'm not marching. I'm, I'm marching forward. 
I don't care that they put a no chokehold law in there. And then now when I see them try to get choked, they skedaddle out of there. <laughs> right? So anyway. <laughs> yeah, pull your, put yourself on your bootstraps. You know, the bootstrap argument kind of sucks because everybody knows that the more harder I work, it's almost counterproductive. <laughs> All right. It's counterproductive. How many have found out? Watch this. Definition by hard work. How many have found out that the harder they work, it's actually counterproductive? You, you figured that out. You were like, oh, man, I work 40 hours at this job, and then I go deliver pizzas. You're like, but, but then things start to fall apart in your lap, right? Somebody snipe that guy. Um, moderators are moderators are asleep right now. But anyway, let's get to these super chats. The hard work thing, the bootstrap thing argument is not it. I think the argument should be work forward. Work forward. That's the solution. Don't work backwards. You're working backwards trying to do the American dream how it used to be. It's, it's not sustainable. Uh, it's not afforded to everybody. Right. Yeah, you get in a higher tax bracket. They take more money. You're exhausted. You get fatigued. You burn out. You get depressed. You start hitting the bottle. You can't party. You start the work harder model is not it. The people who are winning today are not working harder. They're they're working smarter and a little bit of hard work. But in my opinion, they're not working harder. Okay. But the hard work day. <laughs> But the boomers will tell you that, but they also, yeah, man, let me, that's a whole nother thing, man. But um, anyway, work forward. You can work from anywhere, from anywhere in the planet today. Um, and there are people doing this. There are people coming here, getting the American dream before you're going to get it. And they're set up for it because we voted for it. We put the money there. All right, let me, let me do these super chats. Oh, oh, last thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you here. Look. One more thing that I must make clear in my show. Okay. One more thing that I must make clear. Please understand that I am not a moral person. I want to make it clear. I'm not a moral person. I do not think things like, well, I will not sell out my morals. I will not, I will not, like, like I, I won't sell out, but... I'm not a person that's going to give you, lead you to the promised land with morality included. I must preface that because a lot of people think that that goes in hand in hand. Ninja, do you want to eat or do you want to be moral? <laughs> right? Pick one, Ninja. Pick one. The days of morality and Living are dead. Ninja, listen right here. Pick one. I'm not one that's going to rest on it because the problem is what's moral to me is immoral to someone else. So it, it, they're not connected. Neither is success or any of that. So if you're going to use that against me, please do, because I'm not selling morality. I'm not selling, well, we need to think about the people below. I'm not thinking. I'm telling you, I don't know. And the people who are winning, they have no morals. The people who are winning and getting the most money in this, 
So if you're a person that's going to say, well, my morals are, are higher than that. Okay, go ahead. Stay broke, ninja. But when I come back and you start asking me how I got it, morality was not at the top of the priority chain. But <laughs> I just want to let y'all know right now. I mean, listen, you trying to be moral and make it good luck. I'm not saying do criminal shit either, but what I'm telling you is pick a struggle. <laughs> like pick a struggle anyway. Look, all right, anyway, like that's not the basis of my argument. I'm not telling you to be a criminal. I'm just telling you, man, like, you know. Yeah, he says no morals, but I have standards, facts. Like I got standards. I have principles. I have a whole philosophy. And you can read my philosophy. It's called the free agent lifestyle. Everybody should get a philosophy. That's my philosophy. That's my guide. That's my guide. And everything is in there. Those are my standards. Now, if you think something's immoral in there and you're like, well, I won't agree with it because that's immoral. Well, dumbass, well, do what you got to do. <laughs> uh, is Cappy in the building? Is that the real one? Do we have a lot of, we got a lot of, um, we got a lot of the, the trolls are in here. So what I'm going to do is I got to do this because we got a lot of trolls in here. So I got to adjust this, but I'm going to do all the super chats. Okay. We got lots and lots of uh, trolls. They've waited a long time to say, speak their piece. All right. So we'll establish. They waited to the end of the show. He says, CGA, he says, so you're a philosopher. Yes. Yes, I think very deeply. All right, shout out to Nigel, says there is a philosopher named Frederick Nietzsche. And he says, who argues that success can be measured by how much an individual can resist herd mentality, push against norms, as well as the ability to forge one's own path. He teaches that if you want to achieve greatness, you need to do the opposite of normies. He was the original free agent for sure. All right, if he believes that, I believe that too. I often look and see what everybody else is doing, and then I do the opposite. Okay, I do the exact opposite. That is kind of a way to win. All right, let me get through all of these. JB says, yo, coach, uh, quit kicking Johnson out of people's mouths. Everyone got to make a living. Yeah, we gots to make a living that way. All right, Bob says, some college girls lower money if they like you. Indeed. Yep. 100%. Um, you can actually even work that in. Nate Bitt says, who is the nanny goat or what is the nanny goat? We'll come back to that. Azurban Adapt Coach, I always double and triple check my posts before I hit the send button. Don't want to stress your reading skills. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it makes it easy for me. Uh, Lee Smith says, if you're not careful, that cute chick with uh, that you kid from Jawju going to be like, he was big. Oh, he was big and he was black and he was a ninja, ninja, ninja. You got to be careful. He says, XXs don't love. They latch, leech, loathe, and then leave. Anybody disagree with that? Anybody disagree with that? That's pretty much their MO, as they call it. Their modus operandi. That's pretty much how they work. Now, prove me wrong. I want one woman in here to prove that wrong. <laughs> I mean, this is simply what you're getting from them. All right, anyway. I mean, this is in general. Of course, a lot of you guys are still married. That doesn't prove me wrong. They still leeching off of you. All right, what do we got here? Grin says, people 
around me complaining about gas, food costs, and et cetera, and they make $115,000 a year in Missouri. Is that what you do? And he says, CDL hazmat working 60 to 70 hours, single, no kids. Kind of feel bad driving my gas guzzler and being well off while they are struggling. He says, how to get over feeling that? This is the way you get over feeling that. Number one, just understand when shit hits the fan, they're going to come after you first. All right. So that's how I get over that. Like you can feel bad for them, but just know, just watch the movie Bird Box. Every man for themselves is shit hits the fan. So that's how I get over it. <laughs> right. All right. I get over it as they'll turn on me quick if they need be. All right. Floyd L. Holt says, when are we going to get the interview with Dr. T. Hassan Johnson? He always mentions the free agent lifestyle for black men. He's a legit good content creator. Um, I got to maybe get in contact with him. All right. I'm not big on collabs, though, but uh, I like his message and I'll get in touch with him. Right. Uh, I need money, says just paying tuition for the money mindset in the building. No government name. She says 24 neighbor on wait. 24 male neighbor and seventh grade wife live in Florida. There's no way. There's no way that you know a man that's 24 with a seventh grade wife, but you keep saying it. Oh my goodness. Uh, the empire podcast. Thank you, coach. Can you speak on vetting business partners? Yes. Don't have a business partner. All right. No business partners. Right. Unless you have the investment and they have the know-how or you have the know-how and they have the name. I don't see why you would have a business partner. But anyway, I did a collab with Joker. Uh, shout out to Kirby. He says, are the barbarians inside the gate? Yep. I already warned you that they were at the gate, but yes, they are definitely on the inside. They are in, on the inside. And if you want any data on that, look up how much land uh, um, people from China are buying. How many immigrants have come across the border and from where? All right. Not saying that they're bad, but I'm just telling you it's happening and it's happening in real time. But yet you're distracted. How distracted are you? And do you think it matters? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that Chinese China, uh, China, Chinese company um, has invaded your household through TikTok. Nope, that don't matter. OK, uh, what about the, that they bought up a food company? They bought up a food company. Look, let me see here. Because there's some, there's, some, there's some ignorant people here. China company, company bought American food company. Let me see if I can find out the company right here. Um, let me see here. What is the food company? If somebody knows it, uh, say it right here. Famous Western brand that are now Chinese owned. Smith? No, is it Smithfield? That's not the one. Uh, it says right here how China purchased a prime cut of American pork industry. There's another famous food. It's Smith. Yeah, that's what it is. Smithfield. All right. Let me see if I can pull it up for you guys. So when people ask, are they are the barbarians inside the gate? Yep. <laughs> they certainly are. Smithfield. Uh, let's see here. So people, man, people really, really. Let me see here. Famous. Let me see something here. And does that mean they're going to do negative things? But no. Uh, but uh, it doesn't, but that, is that Barbarian in the gate? Yep. So these are famous companies that were bought by Chinese um, companies right here, Hong Kong-based. Uh, let me see here. Dirt Devil, Hoover, MG Rover. Where is it at? I think it's Smithfield. Club Med, 
Miss 60 AMC Theaters. This is London. Smithfield Food. Smithfield's Foods, America's premier pork producer, has brands such as Smithfield and Cook in its portfolio. China's WH Group, then known as Shanghu International Holdings, is the world's leader, leading pork producer, and bought Smithfield Food for $4.7 billion. All right, so now, ask the question again. <laughs> like, are there barbarians in the gate? I mean, it's pretty clear. And I know ninjas didn't buy it. And I know you be at the grocery store. It is what it is. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Motorola, Waldorf Astoria, all right, Soccer Club, Legendary Entertainment, GE. Uh, GE. Are you serious? GE. That was literally an American company, Volvo. Okay, but y'all don't want to listen anyway. And TikTok, and TikTok, which seems to be distracting a lot of women, right? Does TikTok have a hold over American women? Certainly. But, but, asked again, are, is the barbarian inside the gate? Yes. Pretty clear. It's very evident. All right. Shout out to Kevin Sullivan says, that's not his real name. We can't afford nice suites here in Kansas City because our mayor is doing the African tribal dance every other week. LOL. Wow. Tribal circle. All right. Shout out to no government name as the coach. I looked up that science teacher that slept with the eighth grader. Why did the main article show her husband? He says, why did it? He says, why embarrass the man? more than the Boston Celtics wouldn't even release the name of the woman that had the affair with M.A. Indeed. All right, it's kind of similar to what wives used to do, stick by their man's side and whatnot. They own the MG car maker. Yeah. But, but you guys are talking about institutional racism. Like, you guys got to start thinking globally because everybody's going global. For real. I'm letting y'all know, man. And the African-American going to go global really, really quickly. All right. Grin, I got Grin, Floyd Holt, I got you. Acido, oh, sorry, JC says, hope y'all ready for cricket, tenders, and beetle bugs, and burgers, beetle bug, bug burger. He says, hope y'all ready for cricket, tenders, and beetle burgers. I see stuff like that, and I'm, I'm going to get to Chairman Mo in a minute, but I do see stuff like that. I pull up to Panda Express, and they're trying to get me to buy some imitation chicken. Uh, I played you the governor, the mayor of New York City, telling you because he's a vegan and also to cut down costs on emissions and stuff you voted for. They want you to now not have access to steak and dairy. You know, you know, but y'all y'all still arguing way back cross color years. All right. Aceto Roots goes so sad. Americans can't see they are up for sale. He says almost all value in the U.S. is up for sale and controlled by foreign interests. But U.S. citizens don't care. I don't know, man. And I don't want to be that guy. I'm just saying, man, I kind of see where things are going and I'm going that way. All right. We got uh, Chairman Mo, Coach, everything that you said about programming, PUA, PRON being deliberately pushed and how only some people go viral while you get shadow banned is 100%. We live in the brave new world. America no longer a constitutional republic and we give up that at all times. He says we have a rule. We are ruled by the, we'll just say ultra- psychological and pharmaceutical manipulation the american dream is indeed 
dead and the Western world has a short, bright moment of freedom. But now it's over, send the asteroid. We had a we had a good run. But just remember, most of what made the Constitutional Republic, which was built on, yeah, it's it's flawed. But much of it now we give away. We've given away. And not only that, there's seems to be a push to give away more of it. Like, and I warned people of this because in my mind, I'm not trying to give it away. Like they were like, you know, uh, stay home and all that stuff. I was fighting for that in the beginning. I was like, no, nope. And they were like, and the mayor said, and the governor said, and I was like, dude, you're, my basic point was you're going to give away the freedoms that you were afforded and you're not going to get it back. And I said, they'll give it to you back little by little when they feel like it, but you can't give it away. Now, other countries are like, well, Italy did it. Who cares about Italy? They ain't got no chance, <laughs> right? Right? But people fought that, and then I said, you're giving away your freedoms. They don't give it back to you. But, you know, that made me, that day definitely made me a conspiracy theorist. Crypto keepers, some American companies are moving offshore, and rich Americans are tired of getting taxed. Um, they could be the ones moving overseas and buying out the American companies as former American foreigners. Interesting. Yeah, but that, but that, yeah, that's the whole culture of, um, which I tell you, people want the people to get taxed more. And when they vote for that, what ends up happening is the middle class people get taxed more and the people who you want to get taxed more leave. It's very apparent. Look at all the companies that have moved to Mexico and and all of the place. Like when they figure out people vote in more taxes to pay uh, to make people pay for it, the rich because the rich are supposed to pay. That's a concept. That's a basic concept of socialism in a, in a general. So they basically say, well, the rich people should pay for the poor. I don't agree with that, but I understand. But eventually what they're going to do is the rich people are going to skedaddle, right? Because they're rich. And then the people who are going to organize the fact that we're going to spread out the wealth end up saying, well, the rich left. So now we got to tax the people who are next in line, which is the middle class. Because you don't have a choice to leave. You're attached to your job and your house and your neighborhood and your kid's school and your car and your lifestyle. So you end up going to pay. And then there's less for the poor. They thought they were getting more. The rich skedaddled. The rich made off like a bandit and held it under shell companies and skedaddled, put it offshore, and they went and moved to other countries. And the middle class paid a bill. And then <laughs> it's a basic, that's basically how it happens. And then the people who organize this, they take off the top. And then eventually what will happen is they'll raise the prices of things like petroleum, gas, cigarettes. They'll raise things that they know you depend on then they'll take that tax money. That's what happens in Italy and Europe. So this is why it, gas is worth $10 a gallon. It's not have, it doesn't have a tangible worth. It's just worth $10 because 80% of it is taken by the politicians. How do the politicians get voted in, you say? Well, they promise to lower the gas prices. And then when they get in there, they don't. I mean, it's... Because they realize how much money there is. And they say, well, I thought I was going to lower it, but look, I'm making money. It's, it's basic. You know what I mean? Like everybody should be able to see this, but not everybody does it. <laughs> so, uh, and that's just a basic point of view. I know somebody's going to come in here. That's not how it works. I'm just giving you the basics. I'm just giving you the basics. Uh, I know I'm going to have to stop talking like this because 
People can't handle it. What they do is they'll just say, you know, and, and because they don't want to see it for themselves, they'll they can't handle it. All right, shout out to uh Chairman Mo. If they think people will uh wait, if these people think they will get the bill back better, bill money, they are sadly mistaken. The powers that be will stall the process of passing the bill in Congress as long as possible. Then um when the Russians deliver the final blow to the Ukraine. The president will then grab that money in an emergency appropriation to help run the place, and there'll be contracts. And then, bye-bye. Oh, by the way, he says, you people are suckers. I had to censor a lot of that. But, um, and if you start, he said, be careful. Um, a lot of people, if you look at that, what um, Jesse Ventura kind of did the same thing, right? Jesse Ventura as an independent con- candidate in Minneapolis, when he became governor of the state, he saw that the tax money that was taken from the people was, be- there was a surplus. That surplus was being spent by the government, which he said was illegal. If there's a surplus, it should go back to the people. So he ran on that and won as an independent. Um, essentially, Essentially, that's what people would have to do, right? But other than that, yeah, you got long, you got long ass, you got long ass conversations too. All right, he says the American dream is turning into the American nightmare, and it's sad. Thank goodness I moved out to China along uh, all those years ago. Became a passport, bro. Before it was even a thing, I was a step ahead of the storm in 2008, and I got lucky. Everyone else is gonna get cooked if anyone also has another solution other than what i provided not fairy tale please feel free he says speaking in the philippines i was in manila two weeks ago the nightlife was lit tourism there has recovered a lot faster than in than hong kong i was telling the uber driver that there's going to be more business at night and that things in Manila are actually going well. These Filipino guys were shocked. Like, damn, that's crazy. Okay. Last one, I think. Rusted Junk. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Rusted Junk says, but coach, what are we supposed to do? Be alone, answer, cuff your balls, and live the free agent lifestyle. Indeed. Dudes don't want to be alone, do you? You don't want to be alone, but where's my girl? I need a girl who's mine, all mine. I need a girl in my life. You can't even afford to pay your own rent. And much of this leverage you're giving up in relationships is the fact that men and women are both equally economically strapped. So what you think, which is not true, is you're going to put your resources together and build together this has overwhelmingly failed this strategy alone has overwhelmingly failed i mean the statistics show that this strategy alone has worked out dismally and if you have ever gotten into a situation where you produce offspring from this situation it has dismal results Right. She ends up saving her stash. You live off your stash and then she walks off with your kids and the half of the stash you provided. 
this is kind of propaganda. And most of it, women want this. This is what women want because inevitably they win in the short term. This type of strategy, because you are alone and you're desperate, you go for it and it's a fool's errand. It is not going to work. Now, there are some people do who do make it work, but they lose something, right? Their kids are in daycare all day. Um, they fight over chores. Uh, they are like ships sailing in the night. Uh, they are in debt. Well, just look at, listen to Dave Ramsey. I mean, they have couples calling up there all the time with the same story. Well, we both have a job. We both make combined income 150, and they still be struggling. Like, how you struggling at 150? That should be, that, that's appalling that you can't make that work. The reason why you can't make that work is because both of you have a different income strategy. Why do that to yourself? You're doing it to yourself. And then somebody has to compromise and somebody doesn't want to compromise at all. Then there, then one of you guys are going to lose your jobs. Inevitable. People lose jobs and it throws everything into a tailspin. Then people say, now what? One person, no one, they are only going to hold out on jobs that they, I make, I made $80,000 a year. I'm not going to take a demotion. So they wait until the $80,000 a year job show up, and then that further puts the family in financial tailspin. All right, it's kind of like a repetitive thing that we do, and it's just weird that people think that, uh, that, that that's the solution, and it causes more despair than anything. We got Cooler Hand says it's called the American Dream because you got to be sleep to believe it. He says, your honesty and perspective is much appreciated. And indeed, you should be thinking when you run out of this dream, you should be thinking that you found the solution to your problems, not that I caused you more problems. All right, shout out to 24 times 7. Send the asteroid. Well, it's not over. It's not over. But for the uh, uh, people who, and, and, oh, another way people do it is they move in all with their relatives. Right. So what you'll do is you'll move 12 people into one house <laughs> like. You know, there's trade offs to everything. If that's what you want to do, please do not include that. Right. I I'm not going to do that. I'll find a different way to grind that shit out. Right. I'm a grind, like, OK, I'll do the opposite. I'll get rid of the 11 people. So then they'll move five generations under one roof. And then claim that people did this in the Great Depression, so we should do it here now. You know? It is kind of one of those things, man. I'm not going to live in a place where there's six cars in the, in the, in the driveway, and I got to find the keys to move my car out because it's third from the back. <laughs> all right. That sounds like a nightmare to me. All people all up in my business. Every time I go out, where are you going? What? Oh, no, 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 no. So I got to find a way morally to be bankrupt somewhere like that. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's not how we're going to do it. And does that lead the family into prosperity? What you'll find is instead of people getting ahead, what will happen is inevitably more people will be added to the family. More people will be added to the family. 
what will happen is one of the couples that live in that house will have a baby. And now there's 13 people living in the house before there will be anybody that jumps off the ship and get married, leave the house and be financially fit. They'll add more people to the family. Mm. <laughs> you sitting here like. So anyway, man, look, I got to get out of here. And people get comfortable because they like, hey, I work at Baskin and Robbins. I make $25,000 a year as the manager. I never have to do better than this. This is why men that live at home, I warn you about. You're like, I, I, I'm the manager at Subway. I make $40,000 a year. This is good. And you'll do that. And you'll come play Madden when it's released. And you'll do that. And you think you're making it. And I'm like, you're not making it. That's not making it. How do you see that as making it when you're out here living with your parents? You're not making it. You need to double up, ninja. And don't tell me how hard it is. You're basically working subpar. Women, I accuse you of this all the time too. You're working subpar. Well, I got this and I got this. And then you pull the credit report and then wham. <laughs> you ain't making it. It is what it is. But look, man. You ain't even doing the bare minimum. And then when you do the bare minimum, then we find out you ain't even doing that. You know what I mean? Or somebody's helping you. You behind. So you live in a family. You live in a house with six generations of family members. And you make 45K shoveling out ice cream at Cold Stone. But then you're telling me you're making it. And that's the best you can do. You're not. Not living with relatives, you're not. All right, so... We got to get a different mindset. But look, only 1% of the people in here will take this and then it will light a fire under them and they will take it as truth. The rest of the 99% are the deaf, dumb, and blind. They just going to hate and be mad and they will not realize that I provided them with inspiration. They will say that I depressed them. But it is what it is. Force India says, can't give you my usual end-of-the-month donation as I'm off on a all-inclusive Luxury resort holiday in Spain with my son next week. So international transfers on, oh, no international transfers on Apple, but giving tuition fee now. Thank you, brother, man, and enjoy your trip in Spain. Okay. Somebody said, coach, not living in the real world. I'm not living in the real world. Wow. Wow. I'm not living in the real world. Think, 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 about, think about what he just said there. Think about just what he said there. And sadly enough, he probably just found me recently. You think I'm an elitist because I drive a certain car or I, were, I am where I was. Man, I was homeless 10 years ago. I was homeless 10 years ago. And I finally said, fuck it. All right? You understand? So that's the difference. And I said, forget it. I'm going to develop a philosophy to get where I need to get first. Then I can help those who deserve help after the fact. But anyway, let me make sure I got everybody on the way out the door. Do me a favor. Like the video. Hit the subscribe button if you want to continue with this truth. And let the, hate, let the haters hate. But we're going to let the money pile up over here. Shout out to the coach gang. We out of here. Peace.